podcast time. You can't see me, but I'm dancing. <laughs> I'm dancing on a video. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good morning. Uh, hello. Welcome to hashtag uncensored podcast time. Yours truly solitaire DJ Reddy Fox. Hello. Hi, everyone. How's your week been? I hope everyone's had a good week. Nobody answered you. Yeah. Uh, Nina. No better Nina. Hi, everyone. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, wait, good, you in a bad good. mood, Nina? What's, what's going no, on? I just, um, I don't, I fear rejection. I don't want to know that nobody answered me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not anticipate that answer, but um, how y'all doing? Good. We're, we're, the, we're in the first, first full week of the new era. Of the, the new, new era. Dawn of a new age. Joe post- Biden. Post- oh. We're post, we're post, uh, we're post, we're post dickhead now. God. the new age right right yeah i just hope you know honestly like we removed one cancer i'm not at by any stretch saying biden's gonna save it he's gonna do it it's gonna be great but at least he speaks like a civil human being <laughs> yeah you know no nope. you hear journalists talking they're like you know what? it's kind of boring it's you know nope. it feels weird it's it perfect. Good. And the Republicans won't let it be boring. Let's get that no. straight right now because they're not giving up on Trump or Trumpism. So you'd think they would have learned their lesson from all the crazy shit that happened at the Capitol, but clearly not. They're, they're, no. they're, they're still uh, scared of Donald Trump. And they're scared of his fans killing him, killing them. Apparently they're, the White House uh, has a current thing stating that there could be a domestic terrorist attack again on the White House. Of course. Not on well, yeah, on the uh, White House now for sure. Yeah, before it wouldn't have been the White House if Donald Trump were still president. It would have been yeah. any other government building, but now that he's not president, these QAnon people have lost their minds, man. And the other people that believe the big lie don't believe Biden is a legitimate president, so they feel justified in whatever attacking government buildings now and stuff. Is man, this is this is the the problems that they've sown by not dealing with this problem. When they've been warned for decades about domestic right wing white supremacy, and they were like, yeah. oh, no, "No, let's just focus on the Muslims. <laughs> we're just gonna keep our eyes on the Muslims. Don't worry about the. Even though you guys have how many school shootings all the time, like it's America. It's wild man. It, you know, a nice little prelude into our conversation that's uh, gonna be part of the show, uh, conspiracy theories. But I'll give you, I'll give you guys a nice little nugget that I found out. What? Through one of my, uh, through one of my reads through a, a comment section about how QAnon supporters and Trump supporters are like distraught, they're so distraught because the plan didn't or whatever it was. Trust me, they always say trust the plan or whatever. Obviously, the plan didn't happen. So now they're like, oh, it's QAnon. They lied. It's 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 an interesting thing. But some people are saying Donald Trump lied. Like I've seen some of the believers like turning on Donald Trump. Not a lot of them, I don't think, but a few of them. So so here is what I've... Here's the latest that I've heard. January 20th, that's not the real date. According to, like, the real, real people who would, like, know the inside of the of what's going on, the real date is March 4th. Why? What? Why? Because ori- apparently that's the real original, like, inauguration date for the transfer of power so that oh, is supposedly when it's all supposed to go down but we'll find out so when i saw that i commented because i love to troll those comments i was like 
oh, so it's the March 4th. Okay, well, we're locked out anyway, so I can't wait. This is exciting. <laughs> yeah, I no, can't it, wait. They it's just like keep moving the goalposts, It's like waiting man. for a new season of a... <laughs> of course. But anyway, so I just, I, I just thought I'd share that. So there's, there's, there's much more to come. Okay, well, there's much more to come. All right, well, we'll see, but that. just save all that for the, the conversation. <laughs> I don't know. So, um, yeah, I don't know. You wanna, we're kind of behind schedule right now because of Nina. Sorry. Yeah, we are a little bit behind. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. You want to get yes, started thanks, into radio? <laughs> I, bl- I blame Nina's family for making her, for, for making her eat. It wasn't even my so family. Cool. It was me. I was loafing while eating dinner, and I, I just couldn't eat too fast. So I was getting a little nauseous. Oh, you should have just said I lost track of time. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm honest. I keep it 100. <laughs> so, what, right, what, what, was, what was your ordeal? I was eating dinner, but like it was, it was a lot of like I had too much on my plate, and then I couldn't eat it fast enough. Oh, okay. But you ate yeah, it all, though, right? Yeah, I did. I had yeah. to get the protein in. There you go. So, you know, yeah. it's funny. I, I don't know what it was, but today I had the munchies, and like I knew I was full, but I just kept eating. And then I had ice cream, I had a sandwich, I had a salad, oh, and I had God. ice cream. Then I had like corn chips. You're on I your just- man period. <laughs> was that a myriad i'm in a myriad uh, yeah yeah uh, you're on your man period you know you're solitary. gonna get ostracized by all my all my male friends now are gonna, are gonna like they're gonna take up take up this uh ridiculous <laughs> well you know though it seems like it's pretty much only women that listen to our podcast apparently that's right <laughs> well, they'll understand they'll get it i guess uh, i've never heard man period before but um if someone's gonna get it, it'll be solitaire. All right, so <laughs> we'll say, hey, let's, hey, uh, hey. Let, let's start the show. I, I take offense to that. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. What's wrong with periods? Nothing, nothing. But I don't you got want something it, to get it. <laughs> yeah, you're you got something to get it. See, we're seeing the misogynist side to solitaire now, people. <laughs> you're damn right. You're damn right. Now get in the kitchen. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, let's start the radio show. We're so behind. All right. Well, I apologize right. to the podcast listeners. all right here we go ready good morning ladies and gentlemen it is saturday january the 30th welcome welcome to hashtag live right here on vibe 105 years truly solitaire dj ready fox good morning better nina good morning how are y'all feeling this week happy saturday hope everyone's having a good time Oh, or I hope everyone's okay. Good time. <laughs> but who's having a good time <laughs> right now during the pandemic? Just I hope everyone's maintaining. How about that? You, you know what? That is my dilemma when I greet people nowadays because <laughs> it's a it's a touchy situation. Like you don't know what you're walking into, especially if you're communicating with somebody you haven't spoken to for a while. Yep. So my standard greeting is now, I hope everything is okay considering the circumstances. Why are you laughing you know, so out there? Uh, no, I mean, I mean, it's, who would have thought this would be real life? Yeah, yeah, I'm laughing, you know, to 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 lighten the situation, okay. but it's a, you know, it's not an easy time. It's not an easy time. It is happening. not. It is not. Um, so we are trying to at least re- have a positive attitude. It's Saturday morning. You're hearing the sound of our voice, which means you are up to face another day, whatever that looks like. Uh, put one foot in front of the other. Put on a mask. Wash your hands. And let's, you know, let's get on with it. You know what I mean? Like we have to, we have to keep pushing forward despite the circumstances. But you have to stay home. So but you, you got to stay, well, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. when I say put one foot in front of the other to walk to in the your bathroom, house. To brush your, 
You know yeah. what I mean? Only you gotta get up. You got, you got to set up the computer to do your Zoom meetings or your virtual meetings for the day. You know what All I mean? Right. Like, you know. So how was like your that. week, Solitaire, though? How, how have you been doing? I've been good. You know what? I was just saying that um, this first week in the new era, uh, <laughs> in the new era of, uh, of American politics has been good. I, I'm actually... I'm actually in good spirits in spite of, like you said, you know, everything that's going on. I, I have my concerns, but I'm good. How, how y'all doing? Okay. What about you, Nina? Um, I'm good. I'm just like, it's almost been a year. I'm tired now. <laughs> like, I need to get, you know what it is? I need to get an ergonomic chair to do my work on because my posture is really messed up right now and i need to go to the chiropractor because oh, it's just hurting that's not good so maybe that's what it is i don't know <laughs> oh boy you, you, sitting's the new smoking nina you gotta you don't sit for too long if you can help it you gotta get up and walk around and that's for everybody if you're working from home or still in the office don't sit for too long a period if you can help it because it has long-term yeah. bad effects on us on all of us and i'm guilty of it myself you should consider getting yourself a stand-up desk i heard that's all the rage <sighs> uh, my knees might hurt <laughs> well see nina you got mad squabbles now i can't help you now you have to freak out your own. but anyway ladies and gentlemen it is another week saturday J- january the 30th we're happy to be here with you we love to engage with you and bring you these stories each week and we appreciate the support of our fans so please continue to follow us on our social media platforms okay at hashtag vibe 105 on twitter and instagram send us your questions your comments your feedback tell us how right you are think we are and if you're wrong tell us so that we can prove that you are wrong and we're actually right no no not right it's not about right or wrong it's about the truth i think okay that's fair i'll leave it at that but um um important announcement uh we've gotten a few submissions we want to get a few more and start whittling them down but please keep in mind if you or anybody you know might be interested in working becoming a part of the vibe team Hashtag is looking for a volunteer content support facilitator to uh, to help curate some of our online content, help editing videos that we put out every week with the snippets from the show. Uh, the qualified applicant will assist us with, like I said, social media, audience engagement, time stamping and editing video clips for social media, as well as further support for the show and program structure and broadcast delivery. If you are interested or if you know somebody who may qualify for this position, Nina, what's the email? Programs with an S at vibe105to.com. I keep forgetting to put it there. Nina, what, what kind of person would be good for this position, Nina? Uh, basically someone like me. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> somebody who is organized for sure and um, like like timely, like you got to post stuff on time um and someone who really enjoys engaging on social media and and furthering that engagement right like you'll scroll through and interact with other accounts that don't necessarily follow us to help build our social media engagement nice okay yeah but i would add that you have i would add that you have an interest in current events and culture yeah and preferably maybe listen to the show maybe (laughs) Like, or at least know some of the stuff we talk about? Yeah. Good idea. That's a good idea. That's a good thought. That's a yeah. good idea. That's why I asked Put me her. on the spot. You put me on the spot. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> well, you were good on the spot. See? You were good on the spot. That's what I'm saying. You got you to gotta be good on your toes. And that's, that's definitely a, another element of uh, this position. You're going to want to be able to pivot 
really quickly in terms of like, you know, something we want to cover or there's a new story that came up and we got to just put something online. So we appreciate uh, anybody who knows somebody who might be interested or is interested yourself. Programs with an S at vibe105.com. Right, Nina? Programs with an S at vibe105to.com. Sorry, I was time seven. (laughs) And we're lovely people to work with. Yeah, we are. Look, I stayed this long. We're always smiling. We're happy. We're funny. <laughs> we're funny. There you go. All right. So, uh, Two Scorpios sure you- and an Aquarius. Yeah. It's Aquarius it's season. Care about zodiacs. Scorpio rules, man. Scorpio rules. We are- we're in Aquarius, Aquarius season now. Yeah. We got to be fair to him. Is it? Yeah. It is, but let's oh. move on. Let's keep it pushing. <laughs> okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, before we get into the crux of the show, let's go over to No Better Nina for our poll question of the week. So last week, we asked if your opinion on Doug Ford changed during the second wave of COVID-19. The options were, yeah, don't like him as much. No, he's still doing good. Or wake me up when it's over. And uh, so 0% of people think that he's doing good. Um, 30% said they don't like him as much. And 70% was with me and said, wake me up when it's over. That sounds like giving up. Yeah, I'm there. All right. (laughs) <laughs> this week we're asking when in a relationship is it acceptable to say i love you to friends of the opposite sex the options are yeah that's my homie no there's boundaries or no friends no problems so <laughs> over to add hashtag vibe 105 on twitter and instagram to make your vote count mm, that's a lonely third <laughs> option <laughs> no friends i'll tell you listen. no friends no problem if you're in a relationship with somebody who has no friends, that's a red flag. That's a major red flag. <laughs> Just All right. So make sure you head over to at hashtag vibe105, make your vote, your vote count on that poll. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to have like some typewriter sounds. Yo, Randy, why don't I have an intro for my Have You Heard? That's today's intro. For have you heard? Nice. <laughs> That's actually a good one. You like that? Yeah. Mm. You want ten percent? No. Oh damn! So it's like couldn't be that good. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, have you heard? Uh, if you haven't heard, ladies and gentlemen, there's a travel ban. There's a travel advisory. Don't leave the country. Don't follow the example of your politicians who are telling you to stay home and and wash your hands and be safe and don't go out with your families, but they're off gallivanting to St. Bart's and flaunting all of the same rules that they're advocating we obey. Don't follow those people, okay? Don't do it. Don't travel outside of Canada. And as a matter of fact, Trudeau has issued a severe warning now. He's like, listen, anybody... Traveling outside of Canada could face considerable trouble getting back home. Um, and now this is due to apparently, I don't know if you guys have heard this, there's uh, a few new variant strains of COVID-19 that's uh, popping up in different places. Right. I'm sure the most popular one is the one that's in UK that most people have heard about, but there's even ones that are more concerning coming out of South Africa and Brazil. And uh, that's one of the reasons why they're really starting to come down hard on this, uh, this new travel advisory. Oh how, do you, how do you guys feel about these further <laughs> impositions on our freedom or our ability to move around? Is it an imposition? Is it really trying to live? 
trying to live as an imposition now it really shouldn't be it really shouldn't i didn't know that brazil had a variant as well too so that's three different variants on top of the covid original og that started out COVID from original. like last last year or whatever so yeah no this is not an imposition really and true this really more sounds like a rich person problem like if you're really hell-bent on traveling and having the means to go somewhere where you think you're going to be safe i'm pretty sure you're probably like uh partying it up at tiff like quite a bit and stuff or whatever but um <laughs> i don't know i don't think this should be a problem for anybody where do you want to go like really and truly like uh, I don't know. Punta Cana. all right all right <laughs> sounds like nina you already had a fight <laughs> no i didn't i didn't i didn't i i'm not leaving the country but like w- once like i just i want to go soon I just, you, you want to travel I badly I, nina. I just can't because of the people i live with that's why like i just i can't but you see I, nina I, is the more the probably the most social one out of all of us because she's yeah. missing nightclubs concerts traveling all of this stuff yeah. like you she's feeling the pain going to gyms and all that yep. stuff like you're a social butterfly nina and that's why i think this pandemic has really taken a toll on you you all right you okay yeah i think so too and because the teas we got in the summertime in the summertime i i went out a little bit and i was teased and now i'm locked back up yeah so i i think pray for nina really, everyone that's really <laughs> <laughs> that's really what it is because i mean i feel like you know you heard about the vaccine and there was kind of this sense that you know it's gonna take a while to get back to normal but you felt like you know it was coming and maybe by this summer things will loosen up but it really is seeming like we're gonna be you know in this for a lot longer um trudeau went further to say last week friday that nobody should be taking a vacation abroad right now if you've got one planned cancel it (laughs) don't book a trip for spring break nina i feel like he was i feel like he said nina and they edited that out for the artist he didn't i can't i didn't book one so yeah i mean really this is like i said the strain the uk strain they said it might be like minutely more uh lethal it is much easier it's much easier to be spread um through the air so that's concerning but the ones that are coming from south africa and brazil those are the real ones that are being are concerning because they're saying that it potentially could be not only is it more efficiently um, transmitted, Mm -hmm. it is also potentially a lot more lethal. So they really Mm want to clamp down on people who are, you know, thinking about traveling. They discovered the variant of the virus in America already. So you can understand the anxiety about doing that. So keep an eye on that. Don't travel. Have you heard, ladies and gentlemen, moving forward, that there is an actual anti-black racism course in Toronto? Did you know this? I'm going to talk a little bit about it right now. Four teachers, D. Tyler Robinson, Tiffany Barrett, Kirsten Winter, and Remy Basu, at the start of the 2020-2021 school year uh, at a school called Newtonbrook Secondary School, they launched Deconstructing Anti-Black Racism in the Canadian and North American Context, a 12th grade university prep course. That was desi- that was designed by those four aforementioned teachers. That's awesome. So first and foremost, applaud to those yeah. people who came up with the course. And apparently, it was inspired by uh, the wave of events that happened with Black uh, Black Lives Matter over the summer. Right. Uh, really, with the trigger point um, being the George Floyd murder, and uh, they wanted to figure out how they can help uh, 
curate these conversations that there was a thirst for and these young uh these young people who are really trying to figure out like how to die how to dissect these these big big social problems how do you feel do you feel like it's you know long time overdue I, i'm obviously asking you a question that is uh, i know the answer to but how do you feel about hearing this uh this creation of this new course nina I'll ask um you i i yeah it's definitely long overdue um but i do think that it needs to go beyond just the five schools that it's currently in because you can do it in in places where yeah it's a predominantly black community but what good does that do when there's kids out here in woodbridge for example who have no idea what any of the contents of that course or the significance of any of it so i think it, it needs to go it's good it's a good first step but it definitely needs to go beyond just those five schools that it's in yeah i would i would hope that they would bring this to the school board to try to get it across the board in all schools if possible but i can already see the uphill battle with that when they started the afrocentric school how much of an uproar there was about that much less if they wanted to try to implement anti-racism education across the board which is what is needed again when you do it in black communities it's great for us to learn about our history but it's not helping the cause in terms of racism when the people that are perpetuating or perpetrating the racism is not learning about the things that can change the way they act or the way they regard black people or any person of color for that matter. I don't know. Absolutely. I know that's a good point. And I think that you, you mentioned that it's in five schools. I didn't, I don't think I heard that it's in five schools. It's Newton Brook is the, the, the teachers. They're all teachers there. Mm-hmm. And they created this curriculum specific to that school. It might they might be expanding it. Yeah, but... they did it. And uh, sorry, I talked about it on my swing last week. So they did it oh. in Newtonbrook, C.W. Jeffries, and uh, another two or three other ones. Mm. I believe it's five of them. I believe that's a yeah. good start. It's a good start. It's definitely a good start. Yeah, it's a good start. And you know what? What is really impressive is the fact that it was able to be turned around as quick as it was. Because I mean, the George Floyd murder happened last, like last. What was the in June? Was May. it May? May twenty fifth. Was it? In, oh my gosh, time flies. But usually, typically, uh, a course of that nature takes it goes through a lot of like red tape and politics and approvals. But the fact that it was approved relatively quickly is, uh, you know, kudos to the Newton Brook administration who allocated resources to make sure that they got it done quickly. And you're right. I think it has to go beyond. It's a, it's a voluntary course, so it's not mandatory. And uh, I was talking to a few people about it as well. And I think they made the point that it's not just about talking about racism and, and prejudice, but to your point, Reddy Fox, it's also it needs to be inc- like incorporated into the curriculum, but also talking about the rich history of Black people, like in Africa, whether it's the Kingdom of Kush or you know Musa Masa or you know what I mean, like those kind of things. So mm-hmm. it, it is part and partial. It is a good start, like you said, but we definitely need to see more people taking this kind of initiative and creating programs like that. You know what? This February is going to be interesting, too, just for Black History Month. It'll be the first Black History Month since everything that happened last summer, especially with George mm-hmm. Floyd and whatnot. So I wonder how that's going to change people's approach to how they go about Black History Month, if it's going to be different. Hopefully there'll be more involvement from people who are not Black for Black History Month as a result of you know everything that happened last year after George Floyd. So, yeah, mm-hmm. this will be our first uh, Black History Month since the uprising. it's true and i think that more so it'll be keen to watch i'll be keen to watch people who are typically prone to doing like 
lip service. Oh, Black History Month, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Harriet Tubman. All right, Black History, we out. You know what I mean? Like now there's the same way we're talking about, you know, it's not just enough to post a black square and say, you know, Blackout Tuesday. We want to see who your vice presidents are. We want to see what your board of directors looks like. Right. That kind of thing. So, it's not just about the words, it's about the action. So we'll definitely be uh, looking at you with the side eye. Just as a quick note, uh, we have three minutes. There's one thing I wanted to cover, but maybe we could touch touch on this issue with the black doctor and the vaccine because it's kind of related to what you want to talk about later. But Amanda Gorman, the poet laureate, who was the first poet to uh, to deliver a poem at the inauguration, she's going to be the first poet to give a poem at the Super Bowl, Amanda Gorman, did you hear about that? I did not hear about this. Uh, I, again, I have mixed emotions about anything to do with the football stuff. But that's yeah. You know what? That's what were you going to say, Solitaire? I was going to say that's what I, I was. She posted it on her Instagram. I st- obviously I started following her the day after the inauguration, just like three other three million other people did. <laughs> and I saw the post. <laughs> I saw the post right before we got ready to do this show, and I was like. And they posted in my story. I was like, well played, Super Bowl. Well played. <laughs> I right. want to see this. Right. I want to see that. That's amazing. Mm. Yes, oh, it man. is. It is amazing for her. And, like, it's good for <laughs> diversity and inclusion and all that. But I'm just um, – I don't think I'll ever forgive the NFL for, for Colin Kaepernick. I just – Yeah, it's it's nice for her, but it's it seems performative for the Super Bowl. Now – I want to kind of rehash the discussion that we've had on hashtag before as far as like, so Amanda Gorman, we know she's awesome. Yeah. She did a, an amazing poem at the inauguration. Now yeah. she's performing at the Super Bowl. Do we like, Do we is what? she against the cause now? No, no, I don't think so. Boycotting the Super Bowl. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. And I think a lot of people are past the point of boycotting football in general more so but especially the super bowl especially for a young artist that has an opportunity to have that platform to turn it down after so many years have passed now it's been five years now i guess going on to five years since colin kaepernick got ostracized from the nfl but a lot of people saw the thing of him settling with the nfl as the ending of it for them to be able to move on from it so to speak but I'm just not right. moving on, but I don't hold it against her for taking advantage of such a huge platform for her, especially at like 22 or 23 years old. Like, it's great for her. It's perfect. What about you, Nina? What do you think? Uh, no, I don't think she's going against it. At the end of the day, you have to take what opportunities benefit you. And like, that's a big thing for her. Um, I think her her stance on it is still the same. It's just, um, yeah, it's just an opportunity she had to take. Yeah, I don't Absolutely. blame her. I don't hold he- that against her. I, well, I'm glad that y'all came to y'all senses. Because hold on, I though. Agree. Can I just say, though, her I don't hold it against, but someone who's older and wiser and doesn't need that platform, someone, I don't know, I guess you could start at the top from the Beyonce and Jay-Z's and work your way down for artists, any of those guys that agreed to do it, like a Rihanna, for example, who have said, who's already said no in the past, then I would have an issue with it because you don't need that platform, so to speak. I've the Weekend. It- well, the weekend again. See, the weekend is weird to me because he's not political and he's already done so much bad stuff. He's just, 
you know, I don't know. I don't hold it against the He's weekend. He's done bad stuff. He's done bad stuff. You like, yourself wasn't even a fan of the weekend when he first started out because of the content of his music, Solitaire. Well, yeah, well, yes, but okay. not like racist bad stuff. No, no, but I mean, he hasn't necessarily put out great positive messages in his music in the past. Not necessarily saying he does that today, but he hasn't ever struck me as a socially aware artist in that regard even though he's done a lot of stuff don't get me wrong but from just the music perspective of it which is always a big reflection to me as you of an artist being an artist or whatever he's never struck me as that guy that'll take a social stand and say i'm not going to perform at the super bowl not the weekend that's fair that's fair i I appreciate that now just to kind of just 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 to touch on it real quick I have a problem with his content, but I mean, content is, that's, you know, freedom of artistry. He can say whatever he wants in his music, but I wouldn't want my nephews to, to, uh, to listen to it. That's all. That's all. That's all I have to say. And I ain't got no problem with none of his old content. I hate his new stuff. Oh, okay. So, okay. All right. (laughs) All right. I I think, I think, I think we'll close on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate the discussion with you both, but right about now we got to pay some bills on vibe one Oh five. If you're tuned into the station, please stay tuned. We'll be right back. For those of you listening to the podcast, stay with us. Tell us how you really feel, Nina. (laughs) That new shit. No, it's just too, he just too pop and too mainstream for me. Like when he first came out, he created almost this whole new genre on his own. That was so inspiring and led to other artists like party next door and stuff. And now it's just like, woohoo, I'm on pop radio. I just don't, I'm not here. I stopped listening after Starboy. That's when I stopped. I haven't listened to any other album of his since. What's the, what's what's the super big song that he came out with this, that last year? Blinding, Blinding Lights. Yeah, that's a good song. That song is fucking fire. Oh, it's, it's a cool. really uh, good song, Nina. Pop, you know, 80s you know, pop. Like, you know what? You know what? You know what it is? You know what it is? Because she didn't grow up in the era of the pop star like we grew up in the era of the pop star. I guess. Like Michael Jackson, like pop star. Like that. Yeah, is- I see. I grew up like Britney Spears pop star. So Most, how could you? How do you. But you know what? Part of it, too. It's not really the same thing because for us as well, too, that was also the the birth of the video era as well it was all part and parcel so it was a bigger deal whatever the music the videos it all played a part in it right like so i don't know i don't know it's like talking to a time uh... traveler talking to nina man (laughs) she's just i don't know but no but nina if you you can't tell me that you grew up listening to britney spears and then say oh but now weekend is on some pop shit like britney spears she's been pop from the beginning though but but weekend wasn't yeah, exactly. And okay. Weekend was better, in my opinion. He was better when he was him singing about son. drugging women. Yeah, like <laughs> way better. <laughs> oh, you she imagine? really said, "Yeah." Like, like, with, a, was, with a smile, like yeah. It was so good that you'd have the time you didn't even know that's what he was singing about. You're just listening to it like, wow, this is so like this is new. Like nobody's really done this like this before. Okay, like, well let's ask people listening to the podcast if you guys are listening. Do you like old weekend or new weekend? And I don't know, hit up DM Nina. <laughs> yeah, or DM me or DM the hashtag page and let's talk about it. Or, tw- or tweet it. Don't like don't hide behind a DM. Speak yeah. to with your chest. Make tweet it public. It Make it public. Yeah. Even tag the weekend. <laughs> if you're really about it, I, I will say this. You know, I I absolutely was highly impressed with the musicality of Weekend's early stuff. Like, don't get it don't get it twisted. Like, I but I was a fan of the music 
the the mood that he created like house of balloons legendary mm-hmm. my only problem is you know doing the work that i do where half of the team that i work with are women who have suffered at the hands of a man who has abused them yeah it's a little bit triggering it's a little bit triggering for me to be like oh yeah that's my jam she belongs to the world yeah like you know it's yeah. i can't i can't you know, I, I have that consciousness that I can't just, like, separate it. No, a- I, I hear you on that. I think if I was to, like, I, if I was, something was to happen to me personally in any subject matter of anything that's talked about in music, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to knock on wood or not. <laughs> but, but, like, if anything was to happen to me, like, yeah, I would think I would be very easily triggered or traumatized. Or if it happened to someone close to me, like, I would feel the same way for sure. Um yeah. I think that's why for me it's just kind of like it's just music yeah just music you and, know and that's, that's, good, that's like, not to that's not to to dis um anybody that's triggered or bothered by the music exactly, because or that's, had, that's had an experience happen to them that's just like me personally it's almost like i feel like a lot of people are like that in life where we're that's selfish that humans if, human yeah, nature like if something doesn't happen to you or someone close to you you don't really aren't impacted by yeah it. that's human nature nina 100 percent. i wish we could find a way to to change this somewhat because i think that actually contributes to the selfishness of people in terms mm-hmm. of not wanting to wear masks and this and that like someone who's had a family member that's passed away from covid or something they'll be more on gotta wear masks gotta exactly. do this gotta social distance or whatever but if you haven't had anything happen to you personally people will more so be in the vein of not necessarily caring or whatever mm-hmm. and again that's just human nature and i always think about the woman that started um mad mothers against drug drivers She started it because her kid got Mm -hmm. killed by a drunk driver, Mm -hmm. right? It's a great organization and it does a lot, but it had her kid gotten home fine and nothing happened to them. Would we have that organization? Because maybe she just wouldn't have cared about drunk drivers, right? It's just human nature. It really is. Hey man, I I maintain, I say this many times. Some people scoff. Some people are like, I don't really understand. Some people don't get it, but empathy is a superpower. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I guess. To be able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and understand like for me like with the mask thing thankfully nobody super close to me and my immediate family have been like immediately impacted but i know people who have been mm-hmm. and once impacted, i realized like, that wearing testing positive yeah like testing positive some have passed away oh. like some people yeah and um but even before it came that close to me once I realized that it was more, the mask has nothing to do with like protecting yourself. It was more about you might be a carrier and not know it. You could be infecting other people. That's when I was like, that's when I was like, okay, I can, I can buy into this. You know what I mean? I, 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 an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. You know what I mean? And, mm. and that's what I'm talking about empathy. And I think taking it back to the music, I feel you, Nina. Like, don't it, I? I'm not, I don't bring it up to make anybody feel guilty about loving the weekend mm-hmm. or loving that music. Because I mean, I could put it. I could put it in the context of hip hop too. Like, I hip hop is like, yo, that bitch sucked my dick. It felt real nice. <laughs> put it in her mouth. But you know what I mean? Like, we did it is twice. Pretty heinous sometimes too. That's <laughs> <As> bars. <laughs> you know? So I mean, I get it. You know what I mean? The music is. It, oh. it, eye of the or the ear of the beholder so okay i wasn't sure if you were thinking or frozen <laughs> anyways we gotta we're way over uh time we gotta get back into radio all right
Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. Good morning. Welcome back to the program. We tune into Vibe105's own hashtag. Yours truly, Solitaire, DJ Reddy Fox. No better, Nina. Uh, we discussed a few things uh, in our first segment, Have You Heard? We talked about the travel ban. <laughs> Not against Muslims, but against <laughs> us traveling. <laughs> when you say travel ban, that's the first thing I think of. I know, right? I know, right? But it's a okay, travel man. ban against us traveling. He's like anywhere. an evil airworm. That's what Donald <laughs> Trump was. He's like he's like a like a just a terrible, no good airworm. <laughs> and we're just like dropping a whole bunch of like ear disinfectant medicine to try oh, to get it out. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's get over to Reddy Fox for our politics as usual discussion. Um, I'm excited about this one. Ready, Fox, take it away. Yeah, I know you're excited about it and that I will ask you right off the top, but we will get to it because what we are talking about in politics as usual, more on a social tip, more so than political, but it's all part and parcel of one and the same. And that is conspiracy theories. They are everywhere. They are all over the place. And um, honestly, I really didn't take conspiracy theories or theorists seriously, really. Until pretty much this whole like Capitol Hill thing, QAnon thing and all that stuff, because I was like, okay, I had I just dug into it and I read as much as I could to prepare for the show today. And this rabbit hole goes hella deep. It (laughs) goes real deep. So we're going to talk about conspiracy theories today uh, for politics as usual. We're going to talk about also society having trust issues. I know Nina last week was singing to me, telling me that I have trust issues. I don't know if that was in the podcast or if that was during the radio time, but uh, Nina said, yeah, you have trust issues ready because I I have a thing about the vaccines. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. And I think society as a whole has trust issues when it comes to the government, to politicians, to media, to it's just there's no trust anywhere around right now. And I think to their neighbors stealing Amazon packages (laughs) off their porches. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So there's lack of trust in society. And I think that's contributing bigly. (laughs) to the so issues. many throwbacks yeah i know there's just it's, it, he's just everywhere it's unfortunate but um we're going to talk about conspiracy theories we want to talk about why people are susceptible to them and we all are i know i am myself um it, there's no one is immune to, to to conspiracy theories so let's talk about it what's the difference between information misinformation disinformation how big of a problem is social media and all this which is a huge problem actually huge it's a huge problem it's a huge Huge. problem and how do you combat it how do you talk to someone who's a conspiracy theorist what do you do what's the best way to approach them and until we deal with this this is going to be an ongoing issue because we're trying to deal with the pandemic and this this environment is ripe it's absolutely ripe for conspiracy theories so when I was talking about this on the page and preparing for it solitaire you were super excited to talk about this why? Why do you want to talk about conspiracy theories so bad, Solitaire? You know what? Because I am actually, at heart, I like conspiracy theories. I do. Like, I, you know, who shot JFK? Uh, Area 54, are they really keeping aliens? Like, have has there been contact from aliens? Area Did 51. aliens build the... You know what I mean? Like, I think that there is a space for people to question those in authority, those who are our leaders. Um, but it gets unhealthy 
when you are become detached from reality and you start believing that the conspiracy theories and the people that are are sharing them are you know I had somebody say to me, we're not conspiracy theories. That we're not conspiracy theorists. That's just a, a, a name that they use to to undermine us and uh, make us seem like we're crazy. No, no, we're truthers. Mm. And I'm like, now we have a problem because now <laughs> you know, now you're living in a world where you believe that like you literally don't believe anything that mainstream media is saying or anybody that has a counter narrative to what your thought process is. Right. And that's the problem. Okay. Well, the problem to why I felt like, okay, I need to pay more attention to this. The big conspiracy theorist thing that's happening, at least in the States is the whole QAnon thing, which was kind of like the underspur of what happened at Capitol Hill on January 6th. But there's a danger now of this with conspiracy theories in terms of people are getting sucked into these far right extremist groups and the conspiracy theory seems like it's a bit of a gateway drug into it. So real quick, I want to ask both of you, Solitaire and Nina, do you know, do you have conspiracy theorists in your circle? Do you have friends who are conspiracy theorists? Do you believe any conspiracy theories yourself? And I'll start with you, Nina. Um, I think, I don't think I have anyone close to me or in my family who's like a conspiracy theorist. Like, we touch on topics, but we never, like, there's no one who's actually like super in-depth and genuinely believes in all the things that they hear um i have definitely fallen like a victim to a lot of conspiracy theories like okay uh, celebrities still being alive after they died mm-hmm. um and the the covid vaccine obviously is one right now currently um tupac 9-11 tupac yeah when i was younger i was like really into finding finding out the details on i was searching stuff on youtube for it like for tupac? there's a lot yeah there's a lot there's a lot of things yeah and even now with tiktok like you hear so many theories about these celebrities being alive on the secret island like there's a lot so yeah i've definitely fallen victim for them but not to the point where i genuinely am like pushing that view on others and being like no the world is giving you a lie kind of thing like right i personally don't even believe all of it myself i take it all with a grain of salt i believe it for maybe a couple hours and then i stop sometimes it's hard to be able to tell what is real and what is fake sometimes when there's little sprinklings of truths inside of some of these things that are coming out or whatever i always have to take a step back and think twice sometimes three times about things before i'm gonna say oh i wonder if there's any you know legitimacy to this or whatever and for myself in terms of posting things for our hashtag facebook page i -hmm. always want to make sure i'm looking at things twice three times before i post anything on our page but what about you, Solitaire? Um, do you have conspiracy theorists within your circle or around you? or And just do you have any theories yourself that you believe in? Uh, long answer, yes. That's the long answer? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the long answer. Yes, I do. Um, I do believe in... And when I say I believe, I, I entertain some conspiracy theories. And I mean, and the way I do it is just as a as a tool to try to be as objective in terms of, you know, you hear certain like there's certain cliches. Well, let's say, you know, reality is stranger than fiction kind of thing. So a lot of times there is a situation and, you know, I'm sure we'll touch on it um, when it comes to uh, like the vaccine and how 
people really, uh, especially black people, will always refer to the Tuskegee experiments when they talk about vaccine and black people's relationship with the healthcare system and why there's such a deep-seated distrust of medications and vaccines from our from our community. Um, but I think... Um, you know, that's as- only one example of many examples in history of black people being experimented on, though. You Oh, of course, no, okay. no, no, no. I mean that—that's the one that is most commonly referred yeah, to because, because that's the that's most that's mainstream, the most... well-known one. Yeah. Yes, yes. I mean, you're. We, there's so many examples. Like black women will tell you, uh, you know, there's there's been studies done about how there some physicians believe that black people's threshold for pain is higher than white people. Like yeah. it's pretty insidious. Like there's there like, as you said, there's many examples. Um, of why black people distrust the healthcare system. But just talking about conspiracy theories, I think that it is important that we're not just accepting everything that the mainstream media or politicians or people who are in authority, because the same way, um, you know, vaccines have been beneficial, but there's been a lot of problems with the healthcare system too. Like science doctors, they've made mistakes as well. So it's, it's a difficult area to navigate. Okay, so just for um, just to define what a conspiracy theory is, uh, it's an explanation for an event or situation that invokes a conspiracy by sinister or powerful groups. Um, Illuminati, as an example, elite, something like that. The elite, the elitists, the swamp. or whatever. And often it's politically motivated. And other explain where there are explanations that are more probable that could be used for the example or whatever. Um, the, you want to just throw out a few, do you know of any other mainstream uh, conspiracy theories that uh, have kind of per- per- perpetrated like mainstream? P- Pizzagate. Pizzagate, sure. Oh, yeah, Pizzagate. What else? Do you, do you know? remember any others? There's uh, been so many. There's been like some classic ones like Holocaust deniers. That's I mean, there's the, Je- there's the Jeffrey Epstein Island. That's a more now, recent that's... one. Yeah. That is something where I'm like, just the the nature of the circumstances of what he was involved with and how many people he was affiliated with. I think there's smoke there. Yeah, same. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if they're eating babies and sacrificing. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's like that, or I don't know if they're yeah. aliens. Like right. that's kind of like at the real extreme end of it. But I do think that there is a circle of people. I mean, even just the other day, this Peter Nygaard, the fast fashion guy, who um, he was recently charged in New York for ha- same thing. Like he had this, he, he had this house in, um, I believe it was the um, Barbados, where he was like assaulting and raping like 14 underage girls you know what i mean like i think that there's way more smoke to that scenario aspect yeah but i mean i when you start taking it to like yeah they're they're eating babies and worshiping the devil it's like okay now you're just kind of taking a shred of truth and embellishing it to make it seem like there's this underworld of elite people that are trafficking human you know human organs yeah okay and that reminds me of the whole the Wayfair thing where people were saying that Wayfair was being used to traffic the furniture company was being used to traffic these kids okay. or children. Yeah. Um, and I also saw something on TikTok very recently about the whole eating babies thing. They're like, oh, Vanessa Hudgens, the girl from High School Musical, she was uh, she was sold her soul right in front of us at an award show. Look, they dumped blood on her. That's real blood. Mm. And it was all part of her giving a vampire show an award. They're like, it's real blood, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, no. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. There's a lot of them. There's some of the classic ones, too, that we've seen as like the earth is flat. That is a conspiracy theory. 
as well as uh, climate change is a hoax. Um, 9-11 was, or 9-11 was an inside job. Uh, the moon landings were fake. Uh, this is one that I did not hear of before. Princess Diana was murdered by the royal family. I've never heard I've that. Heard cons- that. I've, I nev- heard that. I've never heard that conspiracy theory before, but I, I'm surprised I haven't heard that. It's been so long since she's passed away. Uh, the pharmaceutical industry suppressing a cure for cancer. That is one I could actually believe. Same. I actually believe that one. Uh, th- that is not. That is one that I would actually give it a little bit because. Again, the pharmaceutical industry, the last thing they want is something like that. But I'm not going to dig in too deep. But these are just some examples of conspiracy theories that have been floating around out there. More recently, of course, the pandemic, COVID pandemic is a hoax. Also, um, it was created on purpose. Also, 5G towers cause cancer or cause COVID, one or the other. And you pick it. And the big one. I remember that. Remember when that was, remember when they they were knocking down 5G poles because of that conspiracy theory? Yeah. Yeah. People were tearing down the towers and stuff. And um, the big one in the States recently that's gotten a lot of attention, which kind of inspired this conversation, is QAnon, folks. I've heard about QAnon. They've been around for a couple of years, but I didn't really care to dig into it to know or learn what these people believe. But it is pretty far out there. It is pretty far out there. They, they basically believe that liberals, Democrats, Hollywood, Hollywood elites are all part of a secret s- satanic society of pedophiles. And um, a lot of them believe that Donald Trump was the person that was going to, you know, put an end to it. Oh, I put an end to it. More like he started it. <laughs> well, we went, when, when, how, like. When I realized how integral Donald Trump was to that conspiracy theory, that's when I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" Like they, re- they of all they, the people, he, of all the people, he's the center. He's the central figure, and that's why the drop off from QAnon supporters, like since the inauguration, they've been they've been shedding followers like hotcakes. And 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 to your point, Reddy Fox, there's a big concern now that. That void that QAnon filled for these conspiracy theory believers can like now there's a lot of white supremacy and like paramilitary groups that are trying to siphon these these people off. It's crazy. man. Yeah, that's why it's important that we talk about it, too, because I think out of all the different ways people get sucked into that far right extremism thing. To me, conspiracy theories is the most benign, harmless thing out of all the other different types of demographics, like an incel, for an example of someone else that gets sucked into that void. So we have a shot, I think, at turning some of the conspiracy theorists because these are your family members. These are your friends. These are the people that you're in touch with. Social media has been a big player in it as well. Facebook is the most used social media, so a lot of misinformation gets disseminated because of Facebook. But YouTube is actually a really big issue here. And um, we're going to... They're the worst. Well, they're the second worst, but 27... 28% of the videos on YouTube just about COVID-19 contains false information. These are statistics that um, I pulled from my research and all that stuff. And that's a big problem when a lot of content is getting posted daily, like almost 500 hours worth of content is getting posted every hour of every day on YouTube. So that's a lot of content that's getting out there. And 28% of it contains false information when at least videos about COVID-19. So this is like a serious problem. And we have an opportunity. If we don't talk about it, and I think talking about it is the only way to cure this. It's the only way to deal with it. Otherwise, you got to rely on social media companies to do the policing. 
Yeah. And I don't, and I, I just don't think it's possible. Yeah. And to your point, like that was one of the things I was going to say off the top, the most, the only, the only cure is our ability to keep the lines of communication open. My suggestion, my recommendation, and I get that, you know, some people are just not up to the task, but you cannot close the door on conversation with somebody who is a staunch believer in conspiracy theories. You have to constantly challenge them. And what I always do is I don't dismiss them. I mean, sometimes I do, depending on how ridiculous it sounds. I'm like, come on, come on. I, you're, I have you're, no you're patience grown, for flat person. earthers. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, flat earthers. I have no patience it, but for I mean, those guys. again, you know, if you, there's a documentary that is, that actually highlights the flat earther society. And I, I always wanted to, I quote the scientist and I keep forgetting his name, but I really need to like keep his name on the top of my head because he made a point specifically about flat earthers. He's like, the reason why there's a rise in people who believe that the earth is flat, it's not their fault. It's science's fault for not being able to be transparent in addressing these issues and not be condescending in the way that you're like, Oh, what do you mean? The earth is flat. What are you an idiot? <laughs> I think that's a big, that's a big problem. Right. Like and what I say, like for when I, how I deal with people that I, I think can have a civil conversation and agree and disagree and raise points. What I always say is convince me. I'm not, I'm not on any side. I'm not going to sit here and cape for, for Biden when I say cape for. I'm not going to say, oh, you know, Biden's going to save us and the liberals and are the best and the conservatives are whack. I, I don't take sides when it comes to politics. I'm on the side of truth and justice, shelter, you know what I mean, fairness. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I'm like, if you believe this, convince me. Right. And that's usually where it stops because a lot of the information that these guys have, the, the, the red flag for me is do your own research. Right. That's when I know that you can't argue your side because you're just reading what you've been told. Well, not necessarily that you're just reading what you've been told. Well, sort of, kind of, but these a lot of these people still get a lot of information coming at them that they are reading, and some of them are actually believing it is legitimate. Now, that's the issue. That's part of the problem that we're having here is that people are getting information that they believe to be legitimate information, but it's really misinformation or disinformation. Yes. Which are, disinformation is the bad one. Well, yeah, disinformation. Did you know the difference between misinformation and disinformation? Of course, well, of course. Tell of the course. people, please, Solitaire, then. Why do I have to do all the talking? Go ahead. <laughs> misinformation is if you heard, if there's inaccuracies in the information that you're receiving, it usually occurs, but like, oh, you know, a reporter might write a story, and in the story, they said that this incident happened at Loblaws. But it didn't happen at Loblaws. It happened at, at Metro. So the information was inaccurate, but it wasn't deliberately intended to mislead you. Disinformation is when people say, listen, I have evidence that scientists in Ch China created the Wuhan, the, the Wuhan virus in laboratories. It's man-made and it's, there's a chip in it that's going to change your DNA and it's going to program you into a slave. And I have evidence of it. That's disinformation. Right. <laughs> That's a deliberate intent to manipulate people's perception about of the virus. Right. Yeah. So Facebook and YouTube and Twitter have all had to change basically how they do business in terms of they've always tried to have their cake and eat it, too, to let people basically have freedom. to. Like, it's been the wild, wild west on the Internet for quite some time now. But I don't know if we're getting to the point now where 
it really can't be that way anymore because too much bad information, misinformation spreads much faster than truthful information. That's just, there's no way to keep up. Some of the statistics, again, for YouTube. That's right. Two billion monthly users, the second most popular social media platform, 500 minutes of video are posted on YouTube every minute of every day. So how do you tackle combating that kind of spreading of misinformation online if you own YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram? Like, I just don't see how you do it. Yeah, it's too much. Well, they're, they're trying to do their part at least by posting information from like the government of Canada on stuff. Anything that's COVID related, you're going to see a posting that says, if you want more information, this is where you go. But mm-hmm. also for misinformation, to me, hate speech is misinformation as well. But they don't really put a clamp on that per se, or they don't have any, you know, things to combat that kind of stuff in terms of someone could say, and let's use orange people instead of saying an actual demographic. There's only one orange person that I can think of. So this is fine to say it. <laughs> so if you, if, if I were online on Facebook and they would let me do this, I could say orange people have smaller brains than black people. <laughs> and I could post that. Is that true? Is that not misinformation? What am I using to back that up? But I would be allowed to post that pretty much on Facebook. I wouldn't say I would I would actually say that that's disinformation because disinformation Miss or dis either or well I mean only reason I like only reason I think it's it's important well not well one of the most important reasons I think is important to distinguish the difference is because we have all been guilty of misinformation misinformation Mm -hmm. is something that can happen like and the and the thing about it is um, once you, it's one of those things, once you receive the correct information, you'd be like, oh, okay. I, yeah. I made a mistake on that. Disinformation is, those are the people who are usually more dug in on their perspective. And, you know, I use this analogy and it's, it's really like, it's really basic, but it kind of highlights when people say, oh, I don't believe anything that mainstream says. And, you know, because all the mainstream media, they all say the same thing. And I'm like, yeah. That could also mean they're all saying the same thing because it's true. Right. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? The the fact that like, and I'm sure you've seen that video when they have, uh, they edit together, like all these different news stations, they all are saying the same thing. Like they all have the same script and they're all over the country and they use it as a way to say, see, mainstream media is just trying to program you by giving you all, they're all saying the same message. But I'm like, the analogy I gave is, you know, my entire life, people have been telling me one plus one equals two. <laughs> and no matter, I, I search it on Google. I search it everywhere. Everybody I ask, they say one plus one is two. And I'm like, I don't believe that. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> see, the, the math, again, I don't see how you can argue with math. But I get the point that you're trying to make. It's an extreme point, but I do get it. But you it's, know, very, it's crude. It's crude. Yeah. It's true. But you know what the thing is? The, the part of the problem, and I touched on this before, is this lack of trust that people have. They don't trust the media. They don't trust politicians. And for some, honestly, sometimes for good reasons, especially yeah. for politicians here in Ontario or Canada, it really has felt like they've been winging it. And I pretty much think they have been just making it up as they go along because this is an unprecedented situation that they've never had to deal with before. But part of that lack of trust is turning into, unfortunately, violence in terms of yeah. when you don't trust the politicians or you don't trust the government or the system and then when they try to impose stricter lockdown restrictions, 
we've seen now last week, actually this week that's just passed, Netherlands had three nights of protests in a row. There was property damage, there was looting, cars getting set on fire in the Netherlands right now. We've also seen protests popping up in Lebanon. One person got killed. 220 people were injured. We've seen student protests in France. And of course, the United States has been an S show pretty much from day one. So part of this is growing out of a lack of trust in the system. And because of the environment being the uncertainty of it, it makes it easy for people to want to latch onto easy answers for why things are happening, right? So that's been a big problem. I want to ask you guys, when you see stuff online, how long do you, do you take a while? Do you just share things or do you like take a look into it first before you decide if whether or not you're going to share it or not? And I'll start with you, Nina. I always share it right away. You just share right away? You don't check first to see where it came from or anything? No, but like most of the times my sources are like, like CB24, like Shade Room or like stuff like that, like reliable. So like. I you just, said the shade room is reliable. Is that the state? Yeah, of I, yeah. right now? But I, 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 but like, yeah, I'm not really, I think maybe like one or two times I've accidentally said something that wasn't true, but okay. most of the times, yeah, like I'll, I'll just send it right away. All right. We're running out of time real quick, but um, I just wanted to touch real quick on um, if you're going to choose to engage with someone who you consider to be a conspiracy theorist or they're saying something outrageous, like, you know, the royal family killed princess dyer or puffy was behind biggie's murder something i don't know anything there are ways that you can go about engaging with them and um, i'm going to give you a few of the tips that i came across in my uh, studies here while trying we're preparing for this conversation so if you're going to choose to engage with a conspiracy theorist the first thing you might want to just do is ask yourself is it worth it (laughs) (laughs) it's never worth it it's never with solitaire that's very pessimistic no, I mean, oh, well, I'll say I'll say this. Consider the audience. Right. Okay. So if you again ask yourself that, because not all confrontations, especially with friends and family, are worth it. Especially if it's something simple like I believe Bigfoot is real or something like. What are you going to argue with them for? Let them have it. Just let them have it. Um, also, you want to be more tactful and consider striking a balance between being polite and concerned for just public health, especially if the conversation is revolving around COVID health. So, you know, try to appeal to them to say, like, don't you care about other people's health? Maybe something like that, especially if they're an anti-masker type thing. Um, If you want to talk to them about it, approach them with curiosity. This is always a good way to start a discussion with someone that you consider to be a conspiracy theorist. Approach them honestly from a sense of curiosity in terms of why do you believe the things that you believe? How did you come to be that? But try to find some common ground with them before you engage with them in doing it and you also have to ask yourself do i know enough about this subject to engage with the person in the first place because some some subjects require a lot of knowledge especially if you're getting into whole covid type stuff you should like be... yeah like like vaccines well you should be a doctor or a scientist or whatever i'm gonna talk about the vaccine thing with you on the podcast part because i'm running out of time but i wanted to give okay. these tips real quick before we wrap up the uh, conversation also if you're going to engage with someone who's a conspiracy theorist especially if you're doing it online If it's possible, take it offline. If you can talk to them on the phone or something, that would be preferable than typing back and forth with comments because it's very easy to misinterpret a comment or just the tone of it and all that stuff. So these are those are a few tips for you to consider. Ask yourself, is it worth it? If you're going to engage, be polite, approach with some curiosity and make sure you know what you're talking about before you talk to someone else about stuff. So there you go. Solitaire. That's 
that's it for politics. We're running out. There was so much more I could have touched on, but um, we'll have to save so, it for another conversation. So, so much more to that conversation. One red flag for me is uh, <laughs> when they start saying things like uh, do your own research or that's my truth. That's when I'm like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> Pick your battles. That is really crucial. And I will say that most people who are putting forth conspiracy theories, they don't want to talk to you in real life. <laughs> they don't. They, well, they don't. again, it's hard to debate. You can, I always say you can argue with someone online, but you can't debate with someone online. Yeah. There's yeah. a difference. So you, you can just be in a back and forth with someone, but you're not going to really go anywhere and you're going to just spin your wheels or whatever. But if you're really trying to get to the nook and cranny of the conversation. It's better if you can actually speak to the person. So, and one last yeah. real quick tip, no one to fold them, no one to hold them, no one to quit, no one to run. So sometimes you just got to bounce. <laughs> sometimes you just got to, sometimes you just got to bounce. So there Super you go. Fast. But um, we might have to have this conversation again, because this is going to be ongoing. As long as the pandemic is going on and people have a lack of trust in the government and the system, we're going to have conspiracy theories. Yeah, I promise yeah. you. And I, and I will I will say as a last word, I believe that it's important. It's important to question, you know, I, and I think that's the most important thing to know what you know, but know what you don't know. That's the hardest. That's the harder part. Right. And be open to getting new information that will change your perspective. That's another big issue with conspiracy theories is the fact that you dig in and you think, no, this is right. And you're wrong, so I'm going to cancel you. And So much on, more to cover. I know we're so over time right now. Sorry, Randy. But real quick as well, too. <laughs> be aware, people. The internet, you have your own personalized internet. And this is really the case. What you're seeing on the internet is not the same thing other people are seeing because of algorithms and just the way everything is designed to cater to you to keep you on there as long as possible. So I would recommend uh, on a wrapping note for everyone to watch The Social Dilemma. It's on a Netflix, and it really, you know, pulls the curtain back on how devious and um, all the ways that they want to keep you on social media. So um, watch the social dilemma, and that's it. Good closing words. I endorse that great documentary, ladies and gentlemen. We got to stop right now and pay some bills. As exciting and in depth as that conversation was, we 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 curate the best conversations on the planet, right? So um, we got to pay some bills right now. For those of you listening to us on Vibe 105, stay tuned. We'll be right back. For those of you listening to the podcast, stay with us. Yeah, Guys, listen. did you, what sorry, you do you see how shocked I got? I saw because Cicely Tyson died. <gasps> yeah, yeah, I saw I that. didn't see that. I literally just, was, I just got an Instagram message. So I opened my app and it was at the top. I was like, holy shit. That's yeah, why I was. Yeah. That's why I gasped like that. And I was like, "Oh shit!" Oh, okay. How how do you know ninety six year old? Cicely how to get away with murder? Oh, she was on How to Get Away with Murder. She was the mom, even, yeah. And then she had know. Alzheimer's. Oh, okay. And she was a uh, Viola Davis's mom on the show. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. Obviously, I don't know who else's mother she'd be playing, but um, I don't watch <laughs> the show. But um, yeah, yeah like I, it's I, strange I that you know who Cicely Tyson is, Nina. But okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's 96. She was 96 when she passed. Man, yeah, she people old, are but... dropping like hotcakes in this month. I mean, like... ready? She was 96. No, no, but I'm saying now Cicely Tyson, Cloris Leachman, um, who else passed away just recently? Um, Hank Aaron. Uh, this is all in the last 
week and a half. Oh, yeah, um, this is giving me major flashbacks to 2020. I really don't like it because okay. the similar thing happened in 2020. Right. Okay. There was a couple other people that passed away too that I'm forgetting, but that's the point that I'm making is that so many people have just passed away in the last little while. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, conspiracy theories, pretty crazy. Um, I didn't even get to talk about media and the responsibility that they play in terms of what we play. But since we're in podcast time right now, because yeah, I'm not in a rush to take the vaccine and me being hesitant about the vaccine made me think, am I a conspiracy theorist? <laughs> am I? No, but... you, you just, you just, you have, you have apprehension based on your own personal experience of you and your people. Mm-hmm. And that's healthy. Well, yeah. And it's not just that too, but for me, the vaccine, again, they don't normally get put out this quickly. I know they cut a lot of red tape because of the, but again, it's, it feels like a desperate rush. It just feels. Uh, remember my concern about the whole pregnancy thing and, and pregnant people taking it. Right. Well, I think it was last night. So now there's conflicting reports. Like who is telling people pregnant people right now to not take the vaccine because they're like, we don't, we haven't studied it enough on you guys. Mm-hmm. And CDC is saying to take it. So like now there's just conflicting reports on it, which just makes me even more nervous. I'm not pregnant, but like, See, and I'm reluctant like, to talk what? about this stuff on the radio only because I don't want to sway people one way or the other. The same way I don't want to yeah. say on the radio, like who I'm going to vote for an election per se. Like you kind of can tell whom I'm against and who I'm for more so, but I won't outright say I'm voting for so-and-so I think you should too, or something to that regard or whatever, because mm-hmm. I think there's a responsibility that we do have for being on radio, that there are some things maybe that you don't, express your personal opinion on unless it's like a i don't know the nature of our show is that we're kind of reporting the news more so and giving our opinions at the same time but it feels like i'm doing a disservice to public health by expressing my hesitations about the vaccine so i just feel like i I shouldn't but um i know you know what i agree but i disagree because for somebody like me, I never knew, remember, about the Tuskegee experiments until you guys talked about it. And that's when I looked it up. And then at that point, like, I was speaking to somebody about the vaccines and they were kind of just like, oh, like, I don't know why everyone's against it and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, one of the, like, some people have legitimate reasons. Like, Black people have a legit reason to have questions about it and ask about it. And I sent that after I had looked it up on my own because of you guys talking about it. So mm-hmm. there could be other me's out there listening that, that, don't necessarily know about those things right yeah and again like i i think i don't i don't think it's a bad thing to be apprehensive that is a that is a good characteristic that humans are that's a good instinct that humans are born with because you might when you walk into a new situation or you know i guess it's kind of part of our dna or like our fight or flight response when you like back in the serengeti when you're like is this food, is this berry going to nourish me or is it going to kill me? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we don't know. And it's like, if, if you don't understand how it was created and what's in it, you're naturally going to be like, yo, I don't know. It seemed well, like, you know, based on everything that I know about vaccines and how long it takes to create them. And the fact that there's still no cure for cancer and they still can't heal or like prevent the flu like, how are they able to create this vaccine? So, yeah, I think it's only natural to have yeah. second thoughts. And by a biological evolutionary perspective, paranoia is what's kept us alive in a lot of ways. Like, it's part of human nature to 
the people that were paranoid and saw danger around every corner lived longer than the people that didn't. And that's when, you know, if there was a tiger around a bush or if there was a snake in a tree or whatever the case is in terms of the person that was like, oh, that's not a snake. That's just, it's just a leaf or whatever versus the guy that said, no, that's a snake. I don't know what it is, but I'm not walking near that tree. That person lived while the other guy's oh, snake, nothing. And then a cobra drops on his head and <laughs> he's, he's, his, his bloodline is cut off. <laughs> but I, I will say this, though. The people who lived their lives with no fear and got killed by a cobra, until they got killed by the cobra. They were the happiest motherfucker on the planet. Fucking, they had a lot of fun. They had a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not even gonna start because I'm gonna say some bad stuff about the kind of fun that you could have in the caveman days. <laughs> That's probably not a good thing. But um, they lived, they lived fast and died young, 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 yeah. young, real young. Okay, well but, we we gotta get back into radio time. All right, let's do it. I'll, just like quick, just as a quick uh quick antidote for the podcast version. This idea of, of hesitancy and critical thinking and having discussions online and like people laying out an argument like the, you guys heard about this black doctor who said she didn't trust the COVID vaccine and then she here's what changed her mind. So that article was posted on uh, Black Toronto on Facebook, the Black Toronto group. And as you can imagine, like it was flooded with comments, but basically this black doctor Speaking of conspiracy theories and our own ability to kind of like look at somebody who who presents information as they see it, people read this, read her story and was like, who is this coon? Like she she deserves whatever she gets. And like really like people were angry at her for trying to convince black people to take this vaccine. Right. And, I'll and just, it was I was just going to say for anyone listening to the podcast, if you want to Google it, it's uh, Dr. Eugenia South. Um, that's yeah. her name. She was a, a doctor from the University of Pennsylvania. So if you want to Google that, Eugenia South um, on COVID-19 and structural racism, if you want to Google it on uh, YouTube. But um, I think we should actually save this and discuss it maybe next week, this doctor. Right. Yeah, know. let's do it. Let's do I it. think we should save Because, I mean, it was like, like this woman literally, if you read the article that she wrote, literally outlined her process of critical thinking from I don't trust the vaccine to getting the vaccine people read that and said fuck that bitch she's crazy <laughs> i mean i'm obviously paraphrasing but essentially people were mad at her saying that she's a she's a she's a tool of the elites that's trying to like get black people to take this vaccine and this vaccine is going to like is actually a part of this you know depopulation program from bill G it's it, it goes deep man and it's and really and just as a last just last quick thing i had a friend of mine who was saying our own black people are vaccine hesitant or outright like anti-vaxxers. But in the meantime, with the vaccine that's available, all these white families are lining up with their kids, getting the vaccine on themselves. What, but what, what is that? How is that? Well, I, what I'm, what I'm saying is, you know, we're, we're, we're so apprehensive saying this vaccine is designed as like they want black people to take it first because there's some kind of ulterior evil motive behind they want to kill off black people. So we're saying we're not going to take it because it's supposed to kill us. But yet white people are taking this vaccine. They're, tr they're more trusting of the system. 
The system hasn't been trying to kill them for 400 years. But I years. think what he's trying to say is that if if it is, like, actually helpful, like, they're now having access to it, and now we're at a kind of sure. disadvantage. I pray to God I'm wrong, and I hope it is 99.9% effective, and... But again, they're not even you, sure. There's been there's been millions of doses of the vaccine administered at this point. Yeah, and but- the other thing is, even in the the woman in the article was saying, like, science has shown that if there's an adverse reaction to vaccine, it usually happens within 30 to 45 days. There's never been uh, an experiment which, like, years later or months later, you have an adverse reaction to the okay, vaccine. So, then- so that's know. why that's why the time span. But I mean, anyway, there's a lot. There's a lot more to it. Yeah, we could go on about this much longer. But um, yeah, we're so over time. We got to get back into radio. All right. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Oh man, this conversation is so fire! Welcome back to the program. You're tuned in, dialed in, locked into hashtag right here live on Vibe 105 every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Yours truly, Solitaire DJ Ready Fox. Hello. And now it's time. Hello. Hello, Ready Fox. How are you doing? Uh, now it's time for us to move over to hopefully some more lighthearted news, I think, in music. What's going on in music news, Nina? Um, okay, so uh, I actually want you to grab a hold of this first story. Uh, oh, why? Because you never heard of uh, Salt and Pepper? I have. I just, you put it there, and I think you know more about it than I do. So, uh, A little bit, a little bit. Now, Okay, I'll, I'll take it away off the top. This is interesting. I just came across it, and I think it's actually, it's a, it's a hit to the culture, man. I'm a little disappointed at the way it went down. Obviously, there's three sides to every story, but there's a new documentary that was uh, that aired on Lifetime about the career, the life and times of Salt and Pepper, legendary female hip-hop group from like the 80s and 90s. And um, there's a little bit of controversy surrounding it. Um, It premiered on Lifetime, but the film version of it excluded one of the members of the group, Spinderella. Spinderella. Of course it's Spinderella. Who else would it be? (laughs) (laughs) And Spinderella, I mean, there's songs by Salt and Pepper where they're talking about Spinderella. Like she is. She has verses and songs and stuff. Un- uh, indisputably I don't part of the it. legacy of Salt and Pepper. So the fact that they kind of like glazed, oh, like they basically like somebody represented her in the documentary, but she's never given any mention. Apparently, I haven't seen it. It's Have crazy. you heard about this documentary at all? But they kicked um, her out of the group and everything too. So it's like they've definitely there's yeah. something weird happening there. Like I don't understand why they have this animosity towards Spinderella, but. Man. Oh, I was going to ask you guys why they hate each other. No. Um, yeah, but I heard about it. My aunt watched it, and she was talking to me about it, and I was like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did she say? I'm curious. What was your, what was but you know salt and pepper, though, Nina. You know push it. You know yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. That's the song that's playing in my head right now. Okay. But um, they, she said that she watched it, and she said it was good, but she said she didn't know that um, one of them was dating the guy from Naughty by Nature, and he abused her. She yeah. didn't know that, so she yeah, was Peppa. kind of that. But she, she, yeah, she watched it, but she liked it. Yeah, man. I, I think it's to me, when I heard the story, I think it's just sad. I don't know what um, what the altercation was or why there's that animosity, but it's, you know, it's it's so striking to me that such a legendary group, everybody who's familiar with that era yeah. knows Spinderella. 
like how do you I, i'm just curious it's, if anybody out there hit us up at hashtag vibe 105 if you know or if you impossible. watched it like i wonder how they refer how? to her in the documentary how do like, you how not do mention how do you not have her as a main character of the movie and these this is what she said maybe she said this on twitter i guess Words cannot fully express my disappointment when I learned a decision was made to move forward with a lifetime biopic that wrongfully excluded me from every aspect of development and production, all the while using my image throughout, given that I played an integral part in the group's story and success. Like, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Yeah. I don't get it. It's interesting, but I mean, I'm curious. I'd like to see it. I was a big fan of Salt and Pepper. Um, salt was everything to me. I liked <laughs> salt a lot. Okay. Peppa too. Peppa I, too. I was uh, more for Peppa than I was for salt, but yeah. I, like, I don't know I, what either of them look like. Yeah. I like them both. They were they were both great, great women. Um, I'm a little sad. I'm a little saddened by that. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So uh, let us know. Let us know. Hit us up at hashtag vibe one hundred five. If you've seen the documentary, what do you think? How do you feel about um, this? group that really stood for women empowerment and you know they're really in a in a lot of ways like the predecessor for like the cardi b's and the Nicki minajs as far as like female empowerment and and like sexual liberation yeah i guess think of all the songs that they that they came out you know, um what's the one that uh, let's talk about sex baby yeah. Yeah. let's talk about yeah man they're pioneers in a lot of ways and and what i say in the, in terms of predecessors I think that they where Cardi B and Nicki Minaj fans of them both um somewhat Nicki's kind of fallen off a little bit but that's another story. A little um, bit. They they more kind of they they glamorize their sexuality. I think Salt and Pepper did it in a much more responsible way in the time period. Like they yeah. they, they talked about it in a much more responsible way. So Yeah, I I, I attribute Little Kim to taking it to the next level. Oh yeah, oh, I think yeah. I think it was like pretty tame in terms of the sexuality output. Like it was still there, especially with Salt and Pepper, but then yeah. I think Little Kim kind of just pulled the whole cover I, off of it. I was trying to Google like why she's not in the group. I didn't realize it was only from 2019 that she got like kicked out of the group. Yeah, it's nice. very recent. Like it's very, really doesn't make sense. Really like it's really. Weird. I think they just don't want to split money three ways anymore. I think that's I was, what it is. I, you know, I think you know what honestly I was gonna hypothesize that very same thing because that's the only thing that makes sense. Touring money split three ways, it looks much more appetizing to split it two. And she filed a a lawsuit against them too, so maybe it was. Okay, well we'll have to keep an eye on this, but let's move on. Uh, Let's move on. Nina, Nina, take it away. I think this is uh, this is more your speed of a story. Okay, so last week, uh, Trey Songz got arrested for punching a cop. So, I'm so, torn about this. I'm torn. Carry yeah. On. So during the Kansas City Chiefs game last Sunday, Trey Songs was arrested after an altercation with police. Now, video of the altercation was recently released, showing that Trey and his friends were approached by security three times before the police were asked to intervene. From the video, the officer is making a gesture to train his friends about wearing a mask, but as the officer walks towards Trey's friends, Trey takes a chance and walks down another row away from the officer. So the officer obviously followed him. And then in the video, we see Trey throw the first punch and he put the officer in a headlock. Okay. Really? 
in Kansas of all places in America. Um, he was obviously then arrested for trespassing, resisting arrest, and assaulting a police officer and placed on a 24-hour hold. He didn't seem too bothered though because he started to post to Instagram about how lit his weekend was literally as soon as he got out. So and now reports are saying he only had his mask off to eat his food. So like, I don't know. The whole thing's very conflicting. Oh and- boy. Are you a big Trey Songs fan, Nina? I I like him, yeah. I, uh, I was a bigger fan of his when he kind of first started. Now I'm kind of just, hmm. I don't really listen to him. I wonder much. what you consider his first starting because my first starting um, of him was like from the very beginning. He actually was playing, making some pretty good R&B music. And then yeah. he went down like the more R. Kelly-ish route in terms yeah, of the music yeah. he was making. And that's where I was like, uh, this is not for me. Um, what's the song about the girl and he's on the beach in the music video? Um, I'm going to look it up right now. But what do you guys think of this story overall? Salter, you said you're torn about this. Why? Uh, you know, I don't, I, I, to be clear, I do not advocate for violence against the police. That's not the right way to address. It's very responsible of you, solitary. Criminal injustice and the problems with the social justice system. But... I, you know, I understand the feeling of wanting to punch a cop in the face sometimes. <laughs> I understand. That I, I do not. I, I, I strongly advocate against violence in any form. Violence only begets more violence. Yes. But <laughs> I understand. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Right. I understand sometimes the desire to look at a cop who's talking to you like you're knowing you're a full grown individual, but talking to you like you're a child and you're like, I want to punch you in the face right now. That's all I'm saying. That's true. The song, uh, one of the songs was Can't Help But Wait, which was like over a decade ago. So that's when I started listening to. Ugh, Listen, okay. you got to look up. I don't want to leave. I don't, Look up, I don't want to leave. That was the first single that I heard from he, him, and that was when he was fired. It was amazing. And there was another song that he came out with right after it in the same sort of vein, and he had a couple of, like, you know, step in the name of love type tracks or whatever. And I was like, okay, this is like, he's going to be a pretty good R&B artist. But I guess for the demographics he was going after, that music wasn't going to cut it. So he kind of went on a more raunchy, you know, raunchy, whatever. Um, Raunchy. Raunchy. Then he came out with that song, Bottoms. Then he came out with Bottoms Bottoms Up. up, Bottoms (laughs) Up. I was like, take out the trash, buddy. That song is terrible. Not a fan of his music. I'm still holding a grudge against him and Chris Brown for the Between the Sheets tour that got canceled because of Chris Brown. So I just my commemorative ticket is right there looking at me. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Something else interesting that happened. So Danny Lay, uh, she's like kind of a new singer on the scene. because I, I heard about this story. Yeah, Reddy probably doesn't know who she is. But Actually, she's... I have heard about this story too. Oh, okay. So good. So we'll have some good conversation about this. So she shared a snippet of her new single called Yellow Bone, her IG last week, which is basically a song praising light-skinned girls. So it's, after all It's the a stretch to call it a song. It's really a stretch to even say it's a song. It's horrible. I didn't really listen to it at all. Not even a snippet. I listened Um, to the snippet. Yeah. After all the backlash in the comments, Danny wrote, Why can't I make a song for my light-skinned baddies? Why do y'all think I'm hating on other colors when there are millions of songs speaking on all types? Why y'all so sensitive and take it personal? God damn. 
then people went in on her even more after that, obviously. So she deleted the post, but then took to Twitter to give a non-apology, writing, congratulations, you got another thing to say about me when you hate. It's all good. Only God can cancel me. Um, he said, I'm sorry if I, she said, I'm sorry if I offended you. I'm Dominican. I'm Spanish. I'm black. I'm white. Leave me alone. <laughs> and if you didn't think she could say anything worse, well, you're wrong. Really? She posted, <laughs> she posted an apology video to her IG, which has now been deleted saying, I'm not a colorist. I'm not a racist. I dated a whole chocolate man, which is the baby. Um, I have beautiful dark skinned friends. <sighs> So people started to come and then people started comparing Danny to Cardi B saying that Cardi B also isn't black and just profits off of black culture. So then Cardi pulled her own receipts on Twitter of her family tree showing her grandma on her mom's side is black as well as her grandpa who was just lighter skinned, but still black. <laughs> what are your guys' thoughts on this whole situation? The song, all of it. You go first, solitaire. Oh, that's so messy. Why did they drag <laughs> Cardi B into this? I don't know, but you go solitaire. Because no, because nobody wants to go down alone. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, look at look at her. What about her? What about her? That's I, what that is. You know, with the whatabouts. Oh my god! I Listen. just hate when they always say I'm Spanish. I'm Hispanic. Like they they can't still be racist because. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, go solitaire. But you know the song is called Yellowbone. That's a yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why can't I sing a song about my light skinned baddies? Like, <laughs> did, I mean, she's cl- she's clearly a youth. How old is she? Uh, I will yeah. Google it. I think she's around my age. You know, let's find. She's out. a youth. She's a youth. She might not she's be a youth. She's just American. She's yeah. She's a year older than me. She's twenty six. Yeah. Listen. Uh, sometimes some people you just need to take the mic away from them and just be like Shh, just don't say anything and let this i you're gonna hear a lot of stuff people are gonna say a lot of stuff just give me your phone give me the mic and just sit down for like six months most of these people <laughs> don't have someone in their circle that'll do that man like no, especially if you're the person that's that making much. money for everybody else in your circle like Daniel Caesar, for example, like there's not, you're not going to have people around you that are going to take your phone away from you. But it wasn't even that she was saying she made the whole song. She actually went into a studio, wrote lyrics and recorded this song, Yellowbone. And it's can insane. You, can you explain? Because so I obviously I know the issue with it. And I was reading up like, because for example, they were comparing like, oh, what about uh, Beyonce's song, Brown Skin Girls? Like, how come she can make a song about brown skin girls? So does one of you want to explain why this is an issue to our listeners who may not quite agree that it's an issue? Because a lot of times rappers will go on in their songs talking about, I want a yellow bone girl, I want this and that. And it's always like hyped up. So now there people, some people are confused. No, nope, so- those guys can be taken to task too. If you want to say out publicly in your song that I want a yellow bone girl too, you're going to, probably catch some flack especially if you if you're gonna say that you won't date a woman because she's got a dark complexion that's a big problem too you can sort of say you have a preference or whatever you'll still catch heat for it but this song for the difference between beyonce celebrating color versus a divisive song like Yellowbone, there's a mm-hmm. big difference between it and i just don't think this girl understands the the history and the context of colorism i just don't mm-hmm. think she gets it yeah. You don't say. Well, yes, but I mean, <laughs> that that plays a part in it. It's not necessarily about her age, I don't think. I just think it's about her education and not understanding the nuances of the conversation. And 
uh, I think the baby deserves. Is it the baby or little baby? I don't know which baby the this baby, is. The baby. Okay, either way, <laughs> whichever baby this is, he plays a part in this as well too. Because I think he was propping her up or coming to her defense or whatever. But maybe he doesn't understand the the context or the the argument of it as well. So yeah, no. The, the, but the song is so trash. The song <laughs> is so bad. It's so bad. Even if it, it would be worse if it was a good song. Actually, the fact that it's a bad song helps. <laughs> All right, you know, Ray Fox, Ray Fox, I'm proud of you for listening to the song because I couldn't even. Bring I listened to the snippet. I couldn't even bring myself to listen to the snippet. I, I was just enthralled by it's, the story. It's laughably bad. <laughs> like you will laugh from listening to it. It's God. that bad. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. But I mean, just the fact that people are going to bring up the discussion about brown skin girl. Do you know how many shades of brown there are? <sighs> Yellow bone. People piss me off, man. Very specific shade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you talk, it specifically applies to light. As she said, my light skin baddies. Why can't I make a song about my light skin baddies? And that's the problem of colorism. Brown skin is celebrating the whole spectrum of brown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's if you need clarification, let's just start right there. And one of the other things I, I was reading in the article about it that I found an interest, well, not interesting, a good, a valid point to make is the fact that like light skin girls don't necessarily need any more props than they already get because that that's already entrenched in them with the whole white standard of beauty. Like they might be half black, but they still have that white standard of beauty in them. That's already, um, that's already portrayed to society. So when you're, when you're light skinned, and you already kind of know that you have a certain level of privilege over dark skinned people, and you make a song celebrating your You're going to catch skin. heat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's one thing, you know, like you said, you can, you're entitled to have your preference, but when you're glorifying light skinnedness, you know what I mean? Like, there is a historical context, there's this historical reference of colorism against dark-skinned people in our community that you need to be aware of if you're yeah you know what let me just back off and say you need to be aware of but if you're gonna make a song like yellow bone and then get mad when people push back on it you need to do some some self-reflecting on what the issue i'm so over this already not everybody's capable of giving me major uh like doja cat vibes remember when doja cat was in the alt-right chat rooms and everything (laughs) And but the, now she's back and everyone seems to have forgotten and the not. thing part of the flack i think that why this woman got so much heat is because i think they would think they were directing it at uh the baby's um ex-girlfriend who's a, yeah that's true yeah who's wow, a darker you, complexion well yeah i kind of saw bits of it but the point of she's beautiful yeah this ex, she's like i just don't understand it anyways let's just yeah. move on like it's just ridiculous all right, so uh, final story we have here. So um, FX has a new six-part docu-series on the way that will cover the stories of five hip-hop heavyweights that helped launch the careers of Nicki Minaj, French Montana, Gucci Mane, Nipsey Hussle, and more. I Yeah, when French Montana's name was thrown in there, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, I did the same face. Uh- <laughs> French Montana. Why, why do people give French Montana so much heavy props? No. Like. Honestly, he's sick, but like, 
and just he does not deserve to be named in this okay, category. For, sorry, for his fans that are saying like, oh, I'm disrespecting French Montana, I'm only thinking about that in perspective of someone, I think they were saying that he could go up against Kendrick Lamar in terms yeah, of Yeah, yeah, I remember hit. that, yeah. And hit I was like, hit. are you crazy? I still agree with what I said, though, remember? I said... Okay, I, I'm, I think people are putting French Montana on oh. way too high of a pedestal Refresh here. Refresh my memory. What did you say, Nina? What did you say? French I think Montana that versus Montana, Lamar? I The reason I said that is because there's people who don't necessarily like listen to hip hop, but they still know who French Montana is, but they might not actually know who Kendrick is. I actually know people like that in my family who live up North who know who French Montana is, but they don't know who Kendrick Lamar is. Who? Family of yours? Yeah. My cousin. Uh, I, need, them. I need to t- I wake these guys up every week. I'm telling I need you. to talk to your cousin. Cause that's insane yeah. to me. Anyway, disown them. Disown them. Okay. That's why I say that. Okay, so FX six part docu series. Okay. Yes. Okay, so the series is called Hip Hop Uncovered, and it will be directed by Rashidi Natara Harper. It will be based around the lives of Eugene Big U Henley, Christian Trick Trick Mathis, Waka Flocka's mom Deb Anthony, James Brimmy Anthony, and Jacques 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 Jacques. Asian Jack Agnant, all of which who made the transition from the drug trade to financing some of the biggest names in music. Hip Hop Uncovered is described as an in-depth, thought-provoking docuseries that explores hip hop's connection to the street hustle, the emergence of a heroin epidemic, and eventually crack flooding into cities like New York, LA, and Detroit. Um, artists like Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, T.I., Wiz Khalifa, The Game, Waka Flocka, Run DMC, Nick Cannon, Ice-T, Too Short, and more will also make cameos in the series to help tell the stories. Um, Hip Hop Uncovered will premiere on February 12th and air two episodes a week for three weeks. Nice. I know you guys are looking forward to this one. Uh, no. What? <laughs> no. I put I, it on here because I thought you guys would like it. I kind of not for am. these artists, not for the careers. Like this, they're talking about the people that helped launch the career of Nicki Minaj, French Montana, Gucci Mane, well, Nipsey. Okay. Yes, Nipsey Hustle. I would be interested in seeing more about that. But um. But I think these people. Do you guys know any of these people? I thought these people helped. Oh yeah. Them. I don't. Yeah. It's mostly about their stories. Yeah, that and that's why I'm interested. I've heard a lot about it. Are they are they actually do you know if they're it's based around the lives of these people, but are they actually do they interview them as a part of it? Do you know? Uh I'm not quite sure about that one. Because mm. if they interview like people like Deb Anthony, yeah. Trick Trick for sure, Haitian Jack, like these these are legendary figures in like in the behind the scenes of hip hop, like that are behind Deb these Anthony artists. Helped- people before her son like before yeah man she's managed a lot of people a lot of people behind the scenes like Hmm. i I didn't know that yeah yeah, i i have you know i'm drawing a complete blank but i've read her story and she like when you read about her she's a heavyweight like i think as a matter of fact she might have managed you know don't quote me but she might have managed Nicki Minaj or been a part of Nicki Minaj's career early, early mm-hmm. in the in the game. Yeah, so she's a heavyweight. So I'm I'm interested in hearing about it from that perspective for sure. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't think I'm going to watch it. Ready? No, great, no. great, great. Uh, Nina. I will not. I'm, way to way to support the culture there, Nina. Oh, I'm I'm just being honest. We know that my tastes in TV is reality TV, so. Maybe if they throw a Kardashian in there, you, you, you might tune in. Oh, my in. God. They posted their last clip. They're teasing the season upcoming, and it was really sad. Okay. I'm surprised. What? Yeah. No, go ahead. 
Oh, I was going to say, I, I, I thought there was going to be an update about the divorce proceedings between Kanye and Kim. Apparently, it's going to play out on this last season. So, really? I'll keep you guys updated. Yeah. It's such evil. You're genius. still watching it? Hell yeah. Okay. It's the last season. Are you crazy? Okay. I'll never miss that. I'm still watching like, Mom. They're on their 11th season. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, that's music news for this week. Thank you, Nina. Thank you for the music news update. Um, we got to pay some bills right now, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who are tuned into the show live right here on Vibe 105. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. For those of you listening to the podcast, stay with us. Kim Kardashian is an evil genius. Well, it's oh. actually Chris Jenner who's the evil genius. She's the evil yes. genius. No, yes. But, no, but no, listen. Chris Jenner is the the matriarch, she's the the prototype, the blueprint or whatever. Kim, don't fuck around. People, I I maintain this. I maintain this. What? You know what I was going to say? I know you guys can't hear it. Oh, But I was going to say, I can play a snippet of this Yellowbone song for people listening to the podcast for them to hear it. You guys won't be able to hear it, but when you listen to the podcast, you can hear it because I pull it up to pull the snippet. It's a one-minute snippet. I'm so Play sorry it. if you even listen to a minute of this. I apologize in Play advance. But people will be curious to know what does this yellow bone song sound like. So I d- actually pulled up the snippet. So play it. Okay. Okay. You guys won't hear it, but this is it. Oh, it's so bad. She's saying yellow bone, yellow bone, yellow bone, yellow bone. No, I that think would have been better. I, I did hear that. Well, I actually did hear that snippet, you know, on Instagram. So, yeah, it is pretty, uh, it's pretty not good. Uh, this is so bad. It's pretty. You know what it is? Uh, oh, hold on. It's just, that song is suspicious. Ready? <laughs> you can stop playing it now. I'm play- I stopped it now. That was just a snippet. You guys were talking over it to spare people, so it's good because it's so bad. The beat isn't even good. She doesn't sound good. It doesn't even sound mixed. Nothing. Girl's pretty. Yes. That song. But that song sounds. You know what? It sounds. It sounds unlucky. <laughs> he had a really good like one of her first like breakout songs with chris brown was really good the song easy i don't know if you guys heard that one no that was good but... oh my god there you go Nina, i don't know if, i don't know if you i don't know if you're um if you're familiar with these words that i'm saying and why i'm saying them. she is because no. you sent it to our whatsapp group i, I, I might i refresh my can you refresh my memory that's no, the kid that, li- that listens to audiobooks, and so when he wants to describe why he doesn't like things, he uses. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! I remember that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was so. That's cute. an inside joke for everyone listening to the podcast. But yeah. oh my god, that song, that song sounds unlucky. That's <laughs> yeah, well, it's been unlucky for this girl because she's oh, been taking gosh. spare heat from Black Twitter. So oh man. But there you go, people listening to the podcast. Sorry, I played that snippet for you, but in case you were curious. There you, there you go. I'm gonna drink a bit. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna find out. Somebody, some of the listeners are gonna be like, "Hey, I kind of like that song." No, well, and okay, if you like wrong. it, then that's fine. If you like it, but 
You probably like the sound of shoes in a dryer. <laughs> you probably like the sound of shoes bouncing around in a dryer because. Oh, man. That's hilarious. All right. You want, you want to get back into the radio since we're that behind time? Oh, sorry, Solitaire. You didn't want to go? I was ready to go. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you want to go? Okay. Always, yeah. All right. Well. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the program. We are in the final stretches here on Saturday morning. Uh, yours truly, Solitaire, DJ Ready Fox, No Better Nina. Uh, right about now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time. Just real quick, for anybody listening to the podcast, if you're listening to the radio show, we actually played the snippet of the Yellow Bone song during the podcast time. So if you're listening on the radio and you want to listen to the podcast to hear the snippet, You'll hear it in between the conversation between music and now. And we and we thoroughly trashed it. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It deserves trashing because it's trash. Can you can you tell us could you could you tell uh could you tell we don't like the song? <laughs> Nobody should like that song. Nobody. Somebody somewhere likes it. Somebody Her boyfriend. Hey, that's that song was recorded, mixed, mastered. Somebody shot a video for it. I think that snippet is not mixed or mastered or anything. And I think it's I think it's a first draft. Well, I don't think it's ever going to come out now. Okay. Any, anyways, let's move on. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So moving on to something more positive and progressive. Uh, it is time for Bose, our Black-owned spotlight. Um our weekly spotlight on Black-owned businesses and outstanding members of the Black community. Make sure you hit us up on at hashtag Vibe105 on Twitter, Instagram, if you or you know of anybody who has an exceptional Black-owned business or is an exceptional community, a member of our community that you think that we should highlight on this segment. Today's boss is none other than one of our previous guests on the program, Live It, Wear It, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Mark. Mark Stoddard. That's yeah, right. Nice. Live It, Wear It. Uh, he is a clothing designer. It's an online boutique store that advertises and sells merchandise created by Toronto artist and graphic designer Mark Stoddard. The site, it's uh, its actually like he's got three distinct clothing lines that kind of, uh, that are extensions of this brand. It's, uh, the website is liwi68, the number 68.com. Liwi, of course, stands for Live It, Wear It. Uh, they provide, as, an, uh, as a company, they also do a wide range of services for individuals and businesses who want to, modify their existing logo or branding and they also assist with social media marketing ideas and creativity and of course most importantly they specialize in creating designs and logos that are catered towards sparking conversation or in some instances creating controversy all the designs that are featured on this uh, on this clothing line brand are created by Mark Stoddart he is uh, an incredible graphic artist um, he's had his work exhibited at several galleries and private events around Toronto. There's a portfolio of his painting um, that was actually a part of Nuit Blanche last. There was an installation that he had um, that was featured in Scarborough. He's got numerous widespread acclaim for the work that he's done. It was actually some of his work was showcased on Bravo TV series Star Portraits. 
um, his commitment and his popular slogan of educate, empower, and unite can be seen throughout his artwork, which is often drawn from his passion for music, sports, and social activism. The clothing is incredible. The messages in the clothing is equally incredible. And we are happy to support and endorse Live It, Wear It as today's Black-owned spotlight, ladies and gentlemen. Round of applause. Awesome. Shouts out to great the pick. show, Mark Stoddard. That's a great pick, man. He's His work is very inspirational, really and incredible. truly. His work has been incredible for years and years. He's been consistently amazing and just propping up black culture in every way he possibly can. Um, Honestly, like definitely check out his work. It's just, it's, it's inspirational. It truly is. And especially if you're a corporate company and you're looking for a way to diversify your, whatever your look in terms of, even if you want to just do something different for black history month, which is coming up. This yep. is definitely someone that you should be talking to about doing something different with your brand for the month of February. Mark Stoddard is definitely the person to talk to. And I would definitely advise you. He's, I know that he's got a new launch coming out in, in conjunction with Black History Month. So you're going to want to stay in tune uh, and stay in touch and follow him on Instagram. I'm quickly trying to bring up his Instagram page. I believe it's... Uh, L-I-W-I-68 But I'm going to find it here real quick Before we get <laughs> We're on the there, radio here Solitaire Hurry up That you do find out um, Ah, You know I'm going to have to tweet it out later okay. But um, Actually you can make sure you go to the website Because I'm sure it will be announced there The website is L-I-W-I-68 The number 68.com Yeah and now, ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, throw over to Reddy Fox for some exciting sports news. Is it exciting? What, what you got in store for us? <laughs> it is exciting. Nina, how are you been doing with the NBA season and your and your boyfriend? You okay? You maintaining? Uh, yeah, that day that there was five games, there was no uh, sort of monetary uh, doings going on. So <laughs> I was actually okay and attention was given to me. Okay. Um, I've been doing okay. <laughs> Great. Okay, so let's start with hockey because um, I want to save the best for last, which is uh, NBA. Actually, let's start with the worst. Uh, the Super Bowl is coming up at some point in time. I think it'll probably be a very watched Super Bowl because of Tom Brady being in there. And if he wins it, he's already considered the greatest quarterback of all time. But this would just solidify it for him to win it, not being in New England. This is the, That's pretty much as much as I know about what's happening with football. But I still think the Super Bowl is going to be very watched. Um, the weekend, I think, is performing at halftime. And as we yep. were talking yep. about earlier, um, I forget the poet's name, who's going to be performing as well. Amanda, Amanda Gore. Yeah, so uh, I don't know when the Super Bowl is happening, but it's coming up soon. So you guys might be paying attention to that. But real quick in hockey, it's a Saturday. I, what do you want to say? Just, Go ahead, say something. I, just, I cannot help. I am super curious about watching the Super Bowl. Tom Terrific, like I, I Tom Terrific, a, were you about to call him? Tom Terrific, Tom Terrific. Yeah. You know, remember As, you did have a MAGA hat in his uh, locker room, in his locker room. I know, yeah. I know, I know. I'm conflicted, but at the same time, I have a deep admiration for, for when greatness cannot be stopped. And there's something to be said for this incredible accomplishment Regardless of his politics, he might be a, a real mook in real life. <laughs> I'm not standing for his character, but I have a great admiration for 
his ability as a football player. That's yeah. all. And it's it's hard not to deny the greatness. Like yeah. I saw, eh, think I saw watch him play. I think I saw that where apparently he's been a part of eighteen percent of all the Super Bowls in history or some crazy stuff like that. Anyway, so that's happening for football, but for hockey, the Leafs have been doing pretty good, at least in their Canadian division. They're number one in the in the uh, division. I saw a huge eye roll just now from yeah, Nina. Number one for now. Well, who knows what's going to happen? Listen, the Leafs are. We the know Leafs. what's going to happen. We know what's going to happen. Don't listen to her. She's from Ottawa. We oh. know. First of all, I'm from Mississauga. I just lived in Ottawa. What's going to happen to the Leafs, Nina? They're going to blow it like they do every other time. I you're, fu- you're banned from the city. You're you know banned. What, though? You know what, though? There is one player I like, and that's only because he was my guy in Ottawa, and that was Jason Spezza. It's like when I moved here, he followed me here. Right, right sure. I had his jersey and everything, and his signature. Okay, we're going to stop listening to Nina for a bit. <laughs> Real quick, Saturday night, Canadian teams in action tonight. The Leafs are actually in action, taking on the Edmonton Oilers. That's the second of a two-gamer that they're playing against the Edmonton Oilers. It's happening at 7 o'clock tonight. <clears throat> The Calgary Flames are taking on the Montreal Canadiens at 7 o'clock tonight. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks are playing the Winnipeg Jets at 10 o'clock tonight. And um, it's a long break for the Leafs. They won't play again until Thursday when they play Vancouver. So for Leafs fans, enjoy it tonight because it's going to be a little while. You want to say something, Nina? That, yeah, that's my bet. That long break is where they're just going <laughs> to... You're such a hater. I'm yeah, you are so a hater, real. Nina. real realistic nina's a hater people just let's let's be clear on that um in baseball news we've got baseball news actually the toronto blue jays signed outfielder all-star outfielder george springer to a six-year 150 million dollar contract and um he used to play for the houston astros so some people are feeling he's a bit of a shady character for all the shady stuff that happened with the houston astros with them cheating and whatnot but um apparently he's a pretty good outfielder so this is good news for the for the blue jays and also in news in baseball, Kurt Schilling, he's blaming the fact that he's a Trumper for why he has not been inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, he's been he's become a bit of a controversial uh, person because he's said a lot of hateful stuff after his uh, retirement from baseball, you know, talking about bad things about Muslims and transgender people and journalists and other things. And he's been a huge Trump supporter. And he actually... Um, Backed the rally that turned into a mob attack on the Capitol. So he feels because of his uh, political leanings, he's being snubbed for the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame. How do you guys feel about them saying, like, because of his political views, they don't want to put him in it? I think because specifically with him backing the Capitol Hill riots, like, that's where, like, the other stuff is, is like, yeah, it's hate speech. Yeah. But he said like, a lot of bad stuff, actually. It's like speech, but then this is like, it's like, you see how speech hate speech isn't taken as seriously as something as attacking the Capitol Hill was seen as an actual attack. So I think that's where it's like, yeah, buddy, like you're, you're not good. Okay. <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if it plays, if it's playing a factor. I mean, everything's politicized be. nowadays. It is. But and, I, I was just going to say part of it for inducting someone into the hall of fame, uh, the members base their, their judgments on the player's record, his playing ability, integrity sportsmanship character and contributions to the to the team or whatever so i think the character sportsmanship and integrity part is what's playing in kurt Schilling's not being in there we also know barry bonds hasn't been inducted roger clemens hasn't been inducted as well so there's like because they have other 
things for them as well. So um, I don't know. I hope he doesn't get in there because he's been pretty much of a jerk um, since <laughs> he's retired. And I'm cool with him not getting into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Same. And I mean, it's not like a rite of passage. And it doesn't, number one, it doesn't, it doesn't um, take away what you accomplished as a baseball player. But it's not like you're not in, like entitled to get in there just because you, you hit made- you know, a few yeah. home runs. He, you got to be a was, good person. If it wasn't for his political leanings, he'd be a shoe in. He really would be. His career, he is. He was a pretty damn good phenomenal pitcher. So, but you I know think- what? You know what I like? You know why I like this? Because it's like, hey, you can be an incredible talent, but if you're trash as a person, right? Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> He's incredible. <laughs> he's an he's an incredible. Tom Bra- and honestly, athlete. Tom Brady has not said a lot of things publicly for him to take a lot of heat. Other than the fact that he had that MAGA hat in his locker, he had, he's really been pretty straight and narrow. So you- he keeps it. He's smart enough to keep the majority of the nonsense to himself, or yeah. or people around him are smart enough to make sure that he doesn't expose himself like that. Right, and I don't know. We'll, we'll leave Tom Brady alone. So let's get into the NBA real quick. Big congratulations going out to Kyle Lowry, the greatest Ooh. Raptor of all time. He broke 10,000 points as a Raptor in a loss to um, the Milwaukee Bucks on um, Wednesday. But still, yeah. he's only the third Raptor now to to break the 10,000 uh, point plateau. So big congratulations going out to uh, Kyle Lowry for that. Um, man's like Kyle Lowry. Man's like Kyle Lowry. And he's followed behind, or he's currently behind, DeMar DeRozan, who's the number one point leader for the Raptors at 13,000-plus points. Chris Bosh, he can actually catch Chris Bosh. He's only at 10,275 points. Mm. I don't know if he'll catch him this year. He probably could, but um, Kyle Lowry's future with the Raptors is still uncertain. Who knows what's going to happen with him? But for now, he's a third uh, point leader on the Raptors. So big congratulations going out to Kyle Lowry. Um, currently they're at seven wins and 11 losses. Things could change right now between, um, now and when you guys are hearing us on the radio, it's been a rough start for the Raptors. No lie, uh, at seven and 11 who no one thought they would be this. They're sitting at 11th place in the East, but they can catch the teams that are ahead of them. New York is sitting in eighth place. Orlando sitting in ninth place and Chicago sitting in 10th place. The Raptors are better than these guys. The record may not say it, but I think the Raptors... They're going to make the playoffs, even though they're out of it right now. They'll be playing again on Sunday against the the Orlando Magic. That'll be at 7 o'clock. And then again on Tuesday, uh, they'll travel to Orlando from Tampa, (laughs) as opposed to traveling from Toronto for a home-and-home with Orlando. So that's Sunday and Tuesday the Raptors will be playing. Predictions. Solitaire Nina, two games against Orlando. They're playing tomorrow on Sunday, 7 o'clock. And then again on Tuesday against Orlando. Two games against Orlando. Nina, what do you say? Who's the star player on Orlando? Oh, man, I don't know. Eric Gordon, uh, Vucevic, uh, uh, okay. Terrence so the- Ross. I don't know. Okay, no. Uh, Raptors are going to um, win both games. That's, there you go, She said Nina. it so reluctantly. What, I, I had to know who the star players were on the team. Why does that's how I make my decision? Okay. If you give me the big names, I mostly know who the big names are. So because you didn't know any of those names, you're saying that the Raptors are going to win. I just knew Terrence Ross, but like he's not he's not the main guy on the court, you know. Right. At at least you're not like some other girls who are like, who's the cutest? Who has the cuter guy? Oh, I used to be that like years ago. (sighs) 
Okay, Solitaire <laughs> predictions. <laughs> Raptors have a home and home with Orlando Magic. Who do you pick, Solitaire? Uh, you know, I always go support my home guys, but I'm going to try to like balance it out and say they're going to one and one. They're going to come away with they're going to come away with at least one victory. I was going to say that, but I just want to get yelled at. Okay. I'm just hedging. I'm just hedging. I'm just hedging, but you know, I support my guys. Okay, you know what? For the way the season has been, so sorry. I think they're going to lose both. <laughs> wow, I'm going to say that. I don't want them to not lose. I don't want them to lose both, but just the way the season has been and I would think that they would win both, I think they're going to lose both. So we're going to see. But that's up like for that. sports. You, Orlando cuz you said Orlando is a beatable team for us. Yeah. Well, Reddy we'll Fox see. is going with the time the time proven philosophy of under promise over deliver so the x you you lower the expectation so that you feel gratified when you're proven wrong this whole season for the nba has been very weird with an extremely short off season and you got to really actually feel it for the rookies that did they didn't get a proper like training camp summer league none of that stuff or whatever so it's just been a weird year all over for the nba but um and i think it's proof positive for some of the teams that you would expect to be doing well that are not the Miami Heat haven't been doing that great. Um, Toronto is an example as well. There's been a few teams that normally do well that are not doing that great. So this season has been weird, but let's see what happens. So that's it for sports. All right, Ready Fox, thank you very much for that sports recap. Um, I thought it was much too short of an off season. I thought it was weird, but you know, hey, no, because man, they had to start the season before Christmas. That's why. Money for Mech. Yeah, basically. Money for Mech. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! Can you feel that sigh of relief coming from all three of us? Because we are now in the home stretch of today's show. And that is an indication that it is time for us to kick back our heels and hear the crazy, crazy stuff that Nina wants to talk about during her segment, No Better Take with No Better Nina. What you got? Okay, so somebody tweeted that they used to be really good friends with a guy, but he broke off their friendship because his girlfriend hated that she would say, I love you when she hung up the phone. So the friend used to say, I love you to the guy. Um, And then the girl says, if you're that insecure that you don't want your partner being loved by their friends, you shouldn't be in a relationship. Have you guys been in this situation before? Never. (laughs) Solitaire? To to show love or say that I love you to uh, somebody who is an opposite sex friend and then your girlfriend be like what i don't like you're doing a a friend of yours who's a woman says she loves you yeah like if imagine this imagine i'm calling you and then you're whatever you're with your girlfriend and then i'm like okay bye i love you and then hang up the phone like and And your your girlfriend has a problem with it and i say i love you too i say like i say i love you or whatever and your girlfriend has a big problem with it well i've been in that situation not as a point of contention, but I've definitely been in a relationship and I've, I've had girlfriends, like friends, female friends that I would absolutely say, yeah, I love you. Like you're my friend, you're my sis or whatever. Um, yeah, no, it hasn't been an issue for me. And if it is an issue, that's called what we uh, commonly refer to as a red flag. No, I disagree. Uh Oh, okay. Listen, I have a guy best friend very i've spoken about him plenty of times before that's my brother i said i would take a bullet for this guy okay i'm serious about that but (laughs) but i and like every now and then i make it like i make a joke but i'm obviously serious about it like whenever like i don't know we'll hang out go get food whatever and i'll just be like okay bye i love you and like he'll never say it back but 
that's to me like my relationship with him is so platonic that if he was to see us in public like you would honestly think we were just siblings or something we're not the type of best friends that some of these girls will say oh a guy's my best friend but then be all touchy and all up under him and whatever I think that's where the difference is if you're the kind of best friend who's not really the best friend but you're looking for a way in which I have experienced. I've seen that happen. And you're pulling this, I love you stuff. Yeah, I'm going to have a problem with it. I think it really comes down to how you guys interact with each other in this so-called best friend relationship. If you're all touchy-feely, that's not a best friend. Like, you're flirting. Yeah, that's, like, that's definitely not best friends. Not at all. Yeah. And that's a no. Like, you can't be saying I love but you. But just saying I love you is not a big deal. It's really not. Yeah, to, to your regular, to real friends who you're not touchy-feely with, sure. But if you touch it, really, that is not flying. You've experienced this before, Nina? Um, Close to similar. Like, the girl would say she's the best friend, but the guy knew, like, she just wanted him. And that's why I was like, no, like, that's not cool then. Why are you even, like, entertaining it? Hmm. Well, you know, again, like, when it comes down to, when it comes down to situations like this, it really has to do with the interaction between you and your life partner and you know this woman because i mean the the woman that i would say openly in front of my you know my girlfriend at the time that i love you to that's you know what i mean and and the thing about it is this is somebody that i had a relationship with before Mm. not like a long term but like we've had that relationship but we've become friends Mm. but it's a maturity thing you know what i mean and to your point we're not touchy-feely like i'm not gonna like walk down the street and hug her up and like you know like lingering caresses yeah. like that like we're we're actual friends and i have a real love for her but it's i think it's really like you said it's up to the person in the relationship who's ha- who has that relationship to make it clear that no this is this is friendship love and i and like it, it, you can't do it like hide off in a corner and be like I love you too. Yeah, man. that's weird. <laughs> and it just looks like you're hiding something. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be open and like all above above ground. What have people yeah. said about this? So uh, a couple people chimed in. So one person said, <laughs> he obviously didn't care for you that much if you guys aren't friends anymore, which is a fact. If that's your so-called best friend, I'm sorry, I would not be able to break off my friendship with my guy best friend. Like we are You shouldn't. You shouldn't. That's not, yeah. That's not something. So that's how I know this is not like this scenario is definitely one of those touchy feely girls because mm. yeah, he obviously didn't care about you that much. Um, if he broke it off, someone said love you. And I love you is two different things, which I have heard as well. No, I kind of that's agree stupid. with that. That's no. that sounds, but like I still wouldn't be okay with it. If you're, if you're touchy, feely. that's a young person thing. <laughs> All right. Um, another person said, no, it's not insecure. Maybe you as his friend should have respect for his relationship. He knows you love him. Y'all ain't got to repeat it um someone else said he's just protecting what's most important which is his girl's emotional safety um and then one person said i might be alone on this but i don't think it's that serious every time i got off the phone with someone i care about i say i love you because i do love them nothing more nothing less and these days you never know when your last love you will be which is true there's nothing wrong with telling someone you love them man let's normalize that for real only if you're not touchy-feely <laughs> i have to that emphasize is, that part that is an important distinction to make you know, I remember the first time I encountered a situation like that. This was like, this was like 20 years ago. So I was really, really young. And uh, this girl that I was dating. Not that young. <clears throat> I, was, yeah, I was 20, 
25. Okay, sure. No, I was a little bit younger than that, like 23 or whatever. Continue. But um, I remember this girl I was dating at the time. To her credit, she's like, listen, I need you to know that I there's this guy that I grew up with, and he's my boy. Love him to death. Uh, and I would share my bed with him if he were to come if he were to come over, like, because she was not from here. Like, she was from another city. I don't want to put her on blast, but <clears throat> she's like, if he were to come to town and needed a place to stay, I would feel, I would have no issue with him sharing my bed. And mm. I was like, huh. oh, yeah, that's weird. I was like, but at the same time, I, uh, you know, great, but thankfully I was mature enough to kind of like our relationship and the, and the person that she was, because I think that's where character matters. Cause that's something that she didn't have to tell me, but she knew that this person was important enough to, in her life that she wanted me to know about it. And I respected it for, her. I was like, I was like, uh, that's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> I don't but- know, man. That seems too like, I'm going to like, just so you don't, so you don't take the narrative first. I'm going to create this narrative first. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, the person I sure would let my guy best friend stay at a place if he needed to, but I'm not sharing my bed with him. I'm sorry. Like that's my brother, but I'm not sharing my bed with him. Um, anyways. So, uh, the last comment I wanted to say before we wrap up is someone wrote, this is a classic case of a woman not liking a guy until he got a girlfriend. You friend zoned him. Now he has a lady and is happy. Now you want to matter. Sit your messy behind down. Mm. Agree. <laughs> and that is the end of this week's edition of no better day. <laughs> Listen, uh, we appreciate that hot take there. No better Nina. Full disclosure is always, the best um, method to operate in these circumstances. Um, say I love you, man. Love. We need more love. We need more loving relationships. I love you, Solitaire. I love you, Nina. Yeah, I love you, Ready Fox. I love you guys, too. I love you, Nina. But see, we're not weird. We're not touchy-feely. Exactly. <laughs> that would be weird. Exactly. That would be weird. Oh, man. All right. I appreciate that segment. And ladies and gentlemen, that's a wrap. We love our, our listeners. Our- for our third show, oh yeah, we love you, listeners. Oh yeah, we love you guys. I love you. I love you. I wouldn't share a bed with you, but <laughs> you know, if I could do something to help you out, if you need to help, if you need help moving, you know, I'll move a box or two. <laughs> Don't do that. People are going to take you up on the offer. No, I, I'm good at saying no. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is our show for this week. We appreciate you. We love you so much for tuning in week after week and supporting us. Um, on behalf of Ready Fox and No Better Nina, my name is Solitaire, and we will be back talking into your ear hole next week, Saturday. Until then, stay safe, stay inside, and stay healthy. Peace. Um, I wanted to, sorry, I know we're in podcast time right now. This meme right here is really funny and really relatable. If you see a toilet in your dream, don't use it. Yes, that's true. Yeah, I've, I've used it twice oh what does that mean you pee the bed (laughs) when i was in like literally when i was in high school i was i so i was really like it was the night before new year's eve and this is the thing because i work out at night i drink like four or five (laughs) bottles of water and i know but i woke up i caught myself in the middle of it and i was like oh my god i panicked wow this is a tmi section of the podcast you pissed the bed dude I was like 16, but it like, it, oh, okay, okay. it wasn't now. This was, it was last now. week.
no 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 no. it was literally when i was 16 but it's because i drink so much water before i work out don't you ever nina, have those dreams where you see the toilet and you're like i have to be go? doing this still nina i was 16 it was 10 years ago Damn. all right you know what's does funny ben, does b know about this yeah of course i'm very honest with it okay. you know what's funny i've i've never i've had that dream and i've dreamed that i've been pissing but i i never actually pissed oh you've never done it when i was a kid that happened to me when i was a kid i mean i'm sure i pissed the bed when i was a youth i'm sure i have this is let this be the tmi part of the podcast then because yeah i was a kid i would i would think i was nine nine years old somewhere around there nine or ten six years younger than and i dreamt that i was going to the bathroom like in the toilet the whole nine and then i woke up and it was a mess I don't, I mean, I don't remember, I don't remember anything like that happened to me as a kid, but I definitely, as a, like, you know, grown up, I've had dreams, like, <laughs> knowing that I had to piss, and I would be in the dream, pissing, but still to having to piss. Oh, you're lucky. And I'm like, you're very lucky. Yo, you're very I lucky. just piss. Why, why do I have to piss again? And I piss and I keep pissing. And then eventually it's because I, the sleep is so sweet that I don't want to wake up. But then the piss that's, eventually. That sounds wakes impossible me to me. That sounds impossible. I, yeah, I, when I did it that time, I was so mortified because like, it just, it was so it's embarrassing. It was so, and it was so simple. I tried to hide from my family. I took my sheets downstairs and I was like, oh, I, hiding. Yeah, I didn't tell my nobody. Oh, well, my mom caught me. And then we all laughed about it. But. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't, you know what? It's the thing is, I could, and the, it's, I, I can't believe talk we're talking about this right now. I, really I know, can't. I know. It's weird. This but I, the reason why it's so vivid to me is because I remember, I don't remember the context of the dream, but I, I know I've, I have that dream. I wouldn't say like super often, but it's always memorable. And I've, ne- I, 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 honestly, I would tell you if I did piss my piss the bed, I would tell you, but I remember it because I wouldn't. If I was, if I did it le- yesterday, I wouldn't tell you. <laughs> I would keep that honestly, shit to myself. I kind of think it was a bad idea to talk about this because now I'm kind of scared to go to sleep tonight. What if I dream about this? If you no, dream about you it, be- you have to tell us on the podcast next week. You cannot <laughs> not tell us. You have to swear, like swear on a pile of Bibles or Korans or whatever it is. You have, you have to swear on that. You, you have, have to swear. swear that, like... You have to swear on Chick Fil A that if <laughs> if you do this sometime between now and when we record next week, you have to come clean, okay. Nina. Okay, I will. <laughs> I don't want to. Don't ready. Don't tell me. I don't, I'm just going to make sure I go to the bathroom a lot of times tonight before I, I go to bed. You'll... I drink a lot of water before I go to bed. You know. See, that's what I'm saying. When I work out, I literally drink four of these bottles. Mm. Like, and then that's why it happens. Like, that's why it happened that time. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, you, you got to tell The us. only thing I remember is I feel the sensation. And if like in my dream, it feels like I'm pissing, but it just doesn't go away. Like, You're I feel like, okay, I took a piss. But then like two seconds later, I'm like, yo, why the fuck do I have to piss again? That's crazy. And then normally after like the third or fourth time, my body's like, get your ass up and go to the bathroom. Okay, and this has I been five minutes of us talking about pissing in our dreams. Yeah, let's go now. <laughs> Can we wrap this All up? All right, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. on that note, piss off. <laughs> We're out of here. We'll talk at y'all next week. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. Stay inside. Don't plan any trips to Cancun for spring break because you're not going to be able to get back into the country. Okay? 
Any last words? No. No. Bye. Bye. We out. Later.